0: Log Talk Radio
1: Some weeks off and I am still <laughs> But there's so much to talk to you guys about And I wanted to make sure I came on To have a discussion with you guys About this week's events Hot topics and stuff like that Man, it's been a really good week I am so excited that I Okay, so Mari. Aced all my. I told y'all last week. I aced all my finals, right? I think I won the dean's list. I think I got all A's. I'm excited about that. Yes, worked my ass off, and I am bragging about it. Okay, <laughs> really happy about that. All right, and uh, yeah, it's full moon tonight. Is it tomorrow night? And tonight is tomorrow night. Night tonight you can see it tonight. And the morning, full moon in Scorpio. Oh my god, very interesting when it's full moon in Scorpio. Okay, so I love the full moon in Scorpio. Uh, also, what else happened this week? I put up on the Carlotta with Facebook page because this is a really good one from Rabina. I really love this uh reading about this placement. 'Cause I was it was so funny. I was reading about this placement this week. If you're into astrology like me, I love astrology. So one of the things I was doing this week earlier this week was reading about the placement um uh oh god, what's the placement? Um Mars and Pisces, right? Oh, and it so happened Rabina, the astrologer, uh, who's a real popular astrologist, and I love her, and Apollonia, they're two of my favorites. But she did a great talk on YouTube on and her live and she did a really i mean it's not disturbed with her super chats or anything like that just a straight talk about the mars and placement i mean mars and pisces uh placement if you have that placement and you want to find out more about yourself and things like that or you just want to find out more about the placement you're in astrology like me check that out it's one of her best lives okay really good one okay and she it's so good because she mentions all of these Celebrities who have Mars and Pisces, Denzel Washington. I did not know Denzel Washington had Mars and Pisces. It figures. That's why I like Denzel so much, okay? <laughs> I think Maxwell has Mars and Pisces. That's why I like Maxwell so much. So so many people, it's, and Pisces hits my as it's in my age house, so that's it. it it makes sense to me So you know, it's so funny because I start reading about that placement accidentally But she did a great job on that this week So this is a little bit of my week And how it's been going Man, so before I get into these Billboard Awards and shit out in these streets, okay I really don't have a show today Like I did not last week I really don't, I didn't write down anything this week um, But I do want to get in And I don't know if this is your it's a word tonight You know, first I was going to say Because earlier today I was thinking about What should people be be your it's a word And I thought about, should I talk about boundaries Because, you know, a lot of times people are not not understanding You know, how to create boundaries today So I said I'm going to save that for another week And I thought about tribe, you know Finding your tribe and stuff like that, and you know, and everything you're that's special to you or whatever. Then I thought about that, and I thought, hmm that's not what I want to talk about." And then I remembered, you know, what was been going on this this weekend, this week, uh, in Buffalo, New York, at a grocery store, a young Thug, coward Came in 18 years old And decided that he wanted to shoot people Black people He killed 10 people Most of them Old, elderly people Because we know on Saturdays When I first heard it I said He knew what he was doing he knew he's going after the defensive defenseless because on a Saturday if you're ever in the grocery store it's either a lot of women, children, sometimes it's got some men, but they're caught off guard because they're in the grocery store and it you know, but it was a lot of elderly people and when you hear the stories, one lady was a eighty six year old grandmother who had just left from seeing her husband who was in a nursing home. And she went to the grocery store to get her something to eat. One lady was i think seventy two years old who had a pantry in the city and fed people from her pantry every week. One man was a security guard who people said was a great security guard for he was a former police officer former lieutenant of police uh People said that he was so friendly and everything around. The store, always helpful, always kind, lost his life while trying to defend the other people. He was outgunned with this young thug who walked into the store with with gear, tactical gear on. Cowardly thing you can do. And you know, somebody's gonna it's you know, it's some white supremacist group that's probably cheering him on tonight for what he did, but it's such a cowardly fucking thing to do, to go in to some people who aren't prepared for to, to go into defenseless people, old people, women, eighty six, seventy some years old, sixty five. It's more stories. We haven't even heard them all yet. And gunned them down as if they weren't shit, and we saw this happen a few years ago at a church. Remember in the church the church the a m e church where he this young man Dylan roof went in that was a Dylan roof and shot thirteen people and afterwards they gave him Burger King. I am so angry, disgusted hurt, and I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, all these people out here in in gangs and in, in the neighborhood, the inner city neighborhoods and stuff like that, and you in thug shit and you in crazy shit and you people declaring war on your people. You better get real you, It's time to get real smart And start to stop being in war Against your own people But be in war against the people That are trying to kill your people Because now They they're walking into places Where the elders are at They ain't walking into gang territories And trying to meet The, meet the, the, the hardcores No, they going into churches And grocery stores I mean, I was so angry. I was like, I said, he shouldn't even, you know, I'm not a person that promotes violence, but, you know, I was thinking in my head, I was like, he shouldn't even get two feet in the jail. But, you know, I understand. I was just that angry. Don't want to promote violence. But I was just mad. I mean, just elderly people and people who have something going on in their life was doing great. It was the youngest person on the list was a 32-year-old who was living there to take care of her brother who had cancer, I believe, came to live there. So these people so these people were doing something when this demon, coward, this demon that's a coward came in the door and took their lives, took their life force. These are people who were doing productive things. Terrible. You can't even go to the grocery store, black people, and not be at war. Black people have been, I know there are other fractions of people in in the communities that have had racial incidents uh, against them, but black Americans, foundational black Americans have been in a war zone for over 400 years. And it's not just white supremacists that are usually at war zones with us. It's other groups that come over, even other groups from the diaspora who who come in and are at war with us. And we are nothing, sometimes we're surrounded by enemies, even that look like us. So I hope we wake up. And start seeing some serious, serious shit going on out here. And we got to raise the frequency so high because really in our spirits we have to raise our frequency so high that these entities, these demonic entities, these demons, these psychopaths, these sociopaths, that's what they are, they can't even come near. They can't even come in the vicinity of us. We have to change our vibe as a people because we have we have been asleep since the civil rights movement, and we haven't realized that the attack is still ongoing. They mad like Paul Mooney said, mad because you got away. Remember Paul Mooney used to tell that joke about slavery, talking about they they mad mad because you got away because you you dare you dare you walked away from slavery. You are a reminder every day that they once had free labor, they once had, uh, they once treated people so bad, so horrible. You are, uh, you are this government. You are, you are an indictment, a walking indictment against this government, because they haven't redressed what they did to African Americans, and so they hate you so much because of it. You know, at the end of his gun, what his gun said, here's your reparations. Black American, foundational black American people, we've been on a saw for over 400 years, fought in battles. When we were treated, not only to come home and be treated like shit, This country, Black America is treated like shit constantly. Until we get the idea that we at war, and we stop putting politicians in the in the uh, white. Yeah, we know what Donald Trump was. Our far brother like Donald Trump. I'm gonna tell you the truth better than uh, 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 Biden because Donald Trump is straight up about his. Biden, who used to go hang out with segregationists, but y'all thought it was okay to put him in office. And some of the biggest attacks, one of the biggest attacks, that church where the thirteen black people, thirteen black people got killed, was under the Obama administration. The next time, I mean, there were government were mass shootings under Trump, but racial targeted shooting. is the next one under who Biden. It is a reminder that there is no there is no politician that's going to be for us until we are for we are for ourselves and for our own we are for our own advocacy we got to see that we got to stop this foolishness with celebrities especially they so fucking far removed. They don't know. These people are out here. They. I was looking tonight at Billboard Awards. I was like, they so fucking removed, far removed from shit. They don't know. I mean, they feel it probably, but they. It's not the same as back in the, the, the back in the fifties uh, and the sixties. And even then, they were getting far removed. Malcolm used to talk about it. Listen to some old Malcolm X tapes when he talks about celebrity. And celebrity has always been puppeted a little bit by the Democratic Party. But now we don't need to have no parties. It's who's going to do the work for us. Other than that, we ain't got nothing to talk about. You ain't going to talk about no votes over here. We've been giving these these Democrats our vote because they've been tied into these these enclaves of celebrity and everything, and they've been coming to your neighborhoods and coming through your television screens and everything, selling the bullshit. And t- here we are for Hundred Years later 2022 And we're still getting Gunned down And it's not just It's not just There's been tons of hate crimes Done against black people by di- different races White supremacy just leads The group And I hope they understand these other immigrants and other people in the in – the, I hope you understand he talked about y'all in the manifesto, too. He went to come get us, but he talked about everybody in the manifesto. Why y'all talk shit about us? He was on everybody in that little manifesto he wrote with his little young dumbass. It is such – a horrific world we live in And I don't want to hear anybody tell me about gun violence Let me tell you something That was in California Wait a minute, hold on Today, that gun, that gunman who went in whatever that church is That Presbyterian church That was in California This other gunman who went into uh, uh, And shot people up uh, Ten people up in a grocery store That was in New York City Where some of the toughest Toughest fucking gun laws on the book are Gun laws do not stop people from killing people. Gun, law, there's murder laws on the book that ain't never stopped nobody from murdering nobody. What stops people from doing shit like this is a change in your heart, and also people change. Because first we got we got a love hate problem in America. I mean we got a hate problem in America and an evil problem, and a nut problem. And so we have to deal with that. But the next thing we got to do is be a people that let them know that we we not having that shit. Now, we got people in our community, and I'm not one to talk like some of these white supremacists do, talking about what about background, background and all this stuff. I'm not talking about that, but I am going to say for a minute that we got got all these guns and stuff when it comes to doing drive-bys on our own motherfucking stuff. How about... We start protecting our community and make sure that uh, nobody can come in these communities because we know white white supremacy is at war with us now. How about we make some of you uh, dudes on the street and everything doing foul shit instead turn around and try to protect your community? Protect the elderlies in these streets and in these grocery stores. Quit being a part of the fucking problem and solve the fucking problem from the outsiders coming in because if you, a community, can't stand for yourself, you surely can't stand up against these white supremacists. And now you're surrounded. And if we don't get smart in our brain, our head, and our, in, in everything... We, and we're surrounded, and bec- we, we've we fallen for it. Part of it is because we've been so connected to the Democratic Party, who itself is a Dixiecrat. Read about their history. And now they have put, like I said, they've put celebrities, and then they've got their own activists that they pour, they push out there instead of the grassroots, but this has always been. And so now you've got forces speaking to you who are not about black people's business and about helping black Americans get shit done, but they're about the Democratic Party getting shit done. That's two different things. We are two different vibes. Black people and their survival. And their story in America goes far beyond the Democratic Party. As a matter of fact, the Democratic Party was one of the major parties that always tried to hurt us. So let's stop the bullshit. We ain't got no friends. And we need to start you protecting our vote like it and acting like it. And we need to start being serious about how we approach politics coming into this 21st century because shit is getting real serious now when they're coming in, gunning down the elders. It's like in the 50s when they went in that church and bombed them babies, four little black girls. They didn't care. I watched a story on the ID channel the other day. It was part of People magazine. It was, a, it was a police officer, a white police officer who had got killed in a black neighborhood during some riots or whatever, and a black guy had killed. Now, this town, during these riots and stuff, this town, this black family, little middle-class family and stuff, came to town to visit one of their in-laws or their sisters or something like that in 1959. I forget the lady's name, 1969, I forget her name, but... um, I think Lily Thomas, Lily Tomlin—I forget the name, but um, forgive me—I just forgot it. But in the story, true story, uh, this family—they the, open up the barricades of the city. Cause they're, they're, they don't know. The family didn't know that there was uh, riots and stuff going on in this part of the ta- part of the uh, the city because they weren't from there. And so they they come up to a police blockade, not knowing that these riots are going on. And the police let them through the block, only a, only to go a few feet down the street and to meet a crazy, nutty white crowd who is angry about a black a white officer being shot by a black person. or in the hood. They're angry and they're screaming and they got bats and they got guns and everything. And this lady sees her she sees her family's in danger. Gets out the car, trying to save the situation. And she says, "Stop." Don't shoot! She's a woman. She's 22 years old at the time. You know what they did? Shot her dead, and then proceeded to shoot up the car that the family was in. Luckily, nobody else got hurt. It took the police coming in, trying to get them out of there. They had to leave their family, they, 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 they fit their sister's body laying, and their grandchild's and daughter's body laying in the street. She was somebody's mama. She had two kids. Nineteen sixty nine. It took them almost twenty years to find out who did it. And one of the people they suspected that was a part of the murder was a mayor. White supremacy go deep, y'all. And it then it went underground and undercover. And in nineteen sixty nine when that happened to that lady, they had kids. Them fools had kids who, who shot that lady, and they got kids, and they got kids, and God knows what they done taught them. Quit not taking the threat of white supremacy seriously. And it's and it's freaks. And it's not just white supremacy. White supremacy has invaded other cultures. It's put out a narrative about you. You haven't been able to control your narrative as a people. And so all around the world, there's a narrative about you. I remember having a discussion years ago with one of my – I asked my friends from Nigeria, and I remember me and her were sitting in the car, and she proceeded to ask me. She started asking, me, she said, well, I don't understand what it is. You know, why do all your, all all the black Americans – all they do is play their music loud and play blah 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 blah. And she starts saying all these stereotypes, right? And so I start giving her stereotypes about Africa. I said, Well, I don't understand why y'all do this. I don't understand why y'all run around why y'all starving on them flies over there. Y'all supposed to have recesses and she says, Oh, like, oh my God, Africa has cities and blah blah blah. I said, Well the same narrative that you think that you you think that you don't you I mean that you stereotypes and narratives you just gave me about us how much worse do you think they make it about you? And I remember she was shocked. She was like,
2: what?
1: I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah. I said, they put that narrative all over the world about us. And I said, the nerve of the people who helped us go into, who helped them take us into (laughs) slavery. Because Africans participated in the slave trade. The nerve. To be asking me about stereotypes and why we like what we are. Those type of narratives that went out around the world about you. That you're some sort of animals and savages and some kind something that like America stain or all kinda of things. And so when people come over here, sometimes they think they either want to make you a super consumer and come in your neighborhoods and exploit you and take your money and build uh, consumerism around you, or else they want to uh, uh, stay away from you, call you names, all kinds of things. Because there has been this narrative about about ADOS or FBA or whatever you want to call us. And now it is time for us to take back control of that narrative. Because they ain't stopped trying to kill us. So, you know, I'm pretty angry. I'm not happy about what in this, you know, listen. Sometimes righteous indignation is good. Anger is good. Because it allows us to push ourselves beyond certain things and understand the situation we are in and the dire situation we're in in this country. You we have gotten too comfortable. And we have failed to understand. That's what you know. What that America owes us. That kid, when he walked in that store on the on the on that gun, was this is your reparations. You know why he had that? Because he's scared about reparations. He hears the drum beat beating faster and us getting louder about it. And that's what the white supremacy does when it thinks it's about to lose ground. So we need to be hollering more about reparations. Because that is the redress they they have to have, they need to give it is what they owe, and to continue the savageness towards african american African Americans continue it for four hundred years, continue treating us the way they have coming into a store and gunning a 18-year-old, eighteen year old eighteen barely out of high school, just got in con- He coming in, and you know he didn't learn all this by himself. You know, you know he didn't. That was breathed in him from somewhere. And gunned down most of our elders, men, somebody's uncle, somebody's grandma, somebody's brother, somebody's son, somebody's daughter. Man, we should be tired of the bullshit Seriously uh, Prayers to the people Who lost their loved ones It is a reminder And it's so funny You know, my grandma called me And she was like, Kiki, are you watching CNN? And I was like, what? I, no, I said, you know Because my nickname is Kiki, y'all know <laughs> I'm Keisha Carlotta, right? But um I was like, no. And she's like, oh, my God, you need to turn it on. He just killed ten people in the store, and I think it's mostly black people. And it's it's horrible. I think it was like a racial hit. And I was like, and all I could think when I saw a grocery store, it's just like when I saw the church, because I think about my grandparents. They go to church on Sundays. You know, they – they're very active, you know. They go to the grocery store, especially my grandpa. He takes people to the grocery store and everything. And I'm like, that could have been one of them running to one of these ass. I could have ran. I go to the grocery store and shop. I could have been walking through the parking lot, and you could have been walking through the parking lot. Your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your grandpa. I mean, it's we are at war. He's a if one of the lady. One of the victims was 86. Six, You live out your whole life To die by gunfire in a fucking Was it drive Was it like a, a parking lot of a grocery store Go through 86 years of real shit in life Only to meet some motherfucking thug Punk ass coward In a driveway I mean in a parking lot with a gun who don't know shit yet about life and guns you down, takes your life. I just, it's one of the things I can't, I just, you know, it's one of the things where God, I have to say, God, I can't, I don't get it. (sighs) There's no it's a word. I don't think there is. It's just I hope that we get to, we start understanding the fight a little deeper and that we stop just playing and toying. With this experience in America And we really Start to come together In a meaningful way And fight for redress Of this situation that We've been in for a long time That's it So y'all On to some greater talks We're going to get a little happier here. When I get back Talk about the billboard awards, okay Let's go on to a happier note Uh, Prayers to the families Who lost their loved ones And prayers to those people Who got up that morning And wasn't expecting You know, we go We do so many things every day And we don't know what we'll meet In the course of a day You know, and so Prayers to those people Because, um I know that families are struggling with that because I'm struggling with it, and it's just humanity, just the feeling of being a human, and the feeling of the first thing I didn't think about is gun. See, I don't like when we start doing that because that's politicizing what happened, and it's nothing. It has nothing to do with guns. Guns have been around since for a long time, and we didn't have mass shootings always in America. What it's become, it's become because the world is sicker. If they don't use guns, they'll be, like I said, they'll be doing knife fights. They'll be bombing things. They'll be setting your churches on fire. They was doing that a few years ago. Violence comes. Reckless violence comes when society is sick and ill. And you don't, you, you can't, listen, you can't solve that by sitting up here talking about, oh, let's stop guns because guns have never, gun violence has never stopped a criminal. When they want to do something, they do it. Gun, gun laws only stop citizens who are interested in following the law. It does not stop criminals. It, help, it helps put criminals in bars after they've done their damage. But when a criminal want to do what they want to do, he didn't wake up that morning and say, huh, what's the gun laws up here in Buffalo? He drove 200 fucking miles. 200 miles. To do that. All right, y'all. We don't go to break. When I get back, we'll talk to... We will talk the uh be uh, the the Billboard Awards, okay? So uh let's go to break and we'll listen to um listen to Kevin Ross Looking for Love. I'll be back in a moment. This is the CC show.
0: That you're not gonna make it. That's two times in a am for you feels so curving. It's overdue. Lately you're testing my patience, baby. I think you must be mistaken. I could find me somebody new, but they won't compare the truth girl. You got me, got me, got me.
1: Guys, that's looking for love. Kevin Ross. Okay, you know I'm a little calmer. I need to go and break. Listen, I'm telling you that that this weekend I just, uh, yeah, Me Okay, let's go and talk about Billboard. You know the Billboard Awards were tonight. Now I normally do not watch <laughs> the Billboard Awards. But tonight, Maxwell's on. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. Y'all know I love Maxwell, right? So y'all know I was going to watch Billboard Rush, right? Maxwell did uh, the, it's Michael Jackson, the anniversary of Thriller's 40th anniversary, and he did, you know, a dedication to Michael Jackson, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, okay? But let me just say this, last night, oh, because when is it? Tomorrow is Demita Joe's birthday. Y'all know I'm in love. Y'all know that's my baby, right? <laughs> oh, my baby! I love you, from Demita Joe. Okay, seriously. That I, I. Tonight I felt Doja Cat when she was like when 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 Janet watched concert she was like oh that's me that's me I'd be like oh my god that's Janet. When I first let me tell you something, my first Janet Jackson concert. I can't remember. I think it was was it velvet rope. Because I think I missed the, uh, the Miss You Much concert. The Miss You Much. I missed that one. I didn't go to that one. And I don't know why I didn't go to that one. Because I was in love with Janet back then, so I don't know why I wasn't at the Miss You Much, the Rhythm Nation tour. I was to the Rhythm Nation tour. I don't think I went to the Rhythm Nation tour. But, oh, my God, I was so excited. You know, it was really, I was hyped and everything. And I remember I was, like, sitting on the first row of, like, a balcony or something like that. And I was all excited. That, and then, my, one of my best guy friends. I used to this this guy friend this guy friend of mine. We used to hang out. Um, him and his boyfriend have went to the concert, and they asked him to photograph some of the pictures from the stage and everything for Janet or whatever. And he knew how much in love I was with Janet Jackson. He's like, I know she said you are in love. <laughs> and I remember he brought me. Before he even gave the pictures to, because he was doing pictures for a, there's something, something for their tour, and something for some a, a, a magazine or something. I can't remember, but I remember he came up to my job. I worked at uh, Crown Center, and he handed me uh, uh, a photo a thing of all the copies of the pictures. I still have my pictures to this day. I was like, ah! <laughs> I was, and they were great. I mean, you talk about
2: great pictures. <laughs>
1: I was like, no! Oh my god, seriously! <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, so no. I said, you can. He said, you are the first person that get to see these are yours. I was like, oh, you know, I was almost crying. I was like, I probably did cry. <laughs> right. So then I go to see her next when she's at uh, when she does um, when she uh, when she did what tour was that? Oh my god, I can't remember. What tour was? it? Was it out for you tour? Yes, cause she had on the brown suit with the shingles down it or whatever. I was like in the second row. I was, I was acting a fool. I was screaming the whole night. I was full. I was the whole night. I was thinking everything. I was screaming. I was, I was nuts. I was erratic. <laughs> I now a Janet concerts. I am not shy. I am a rat. I am a nut. <laughs> like New Edition and New Edition concerts. I'm a nut too. Okay, New Edition to Janet, I act a fool. But Janet, I'd be like, whoo. I was literally, I think I had tears in my eyes. Really seriously. When she came out, I was like, oh, my God, look at her. Look at her. <laughs> that, serious, that's how much in love I have been with Janet Jackson since I was 11. And my mother, I think it's my mom. My mom said it was her. My mom Bought me Because I used to love her When she was on fame. I said I'm so in love with G-G-G. And when she No She was on Different strokes And that's where I just started like, Oh I think she's so pretty Oh my god I was just all oh, like crazy. My mother brought me The Young Love album I can remember Getting it for Christmas And I was like Oh my god And I remember Playing it over And over And over again <laughs> Then I got Dream Street. <laughs> it's been on Since then This was before Jimmy Jam And Terry Lewis Okay So that's how Real I was I was one of the people that had Dream Street, okay. I love that album. You don't stand another chance. What's that? Was that the one Marlon wrote with R- R- her? I think so. And then my song, If It Takes All Night. Oh my God, that's still one of my favorite Janet songs. That's how nutty, crazy I am about Demita Joe. Okay, Happy Birthday, Demita. Oh my God, one when, when day, I, when I meet Janet Jackson, seriously, I have to believe one day I will meet Janet Jackson. When I meet her, I'm going to have to stop myself from crying because I'm not a person who would cry over anybody else. I would cry about Janet. Seriously. I would
2: cry. I think I
1: would cry. <laughs> I think I would. You know how when people meet their face, I'm like, why are y'all crying? I remember when I first went to see Michael Jackson, I couldn't understand because my, my mother took me to, uh, my mother and my uncle and his daughter, we went to the victory tour right? And we was down on the floor, great seats and everything. I was about 10. What was I like? No, I wasn't even 10. What was I in the victory tour? I might have been about 9 or 10. And I remember being on my uncle's shoulders. And I remember saying, because my uncle lifted me up on his shoulders and everything, and I remember saying, why are they crying? This is a happy time. <laughs> so I couldn't understand why people were crying, right? But with Janet, years later, I understand that crying is happiness. I would be that happy if I met Janet. Okay, so Janet had a birthday party, I think, in Vegas, and I saw some of the video and stuff from it. Oh my God, it was so dope. I was so ha- I'm so happy for her, and I can't wait to see her like on tour when she goes back on tour. I am so I'm always excited to see Miss Janet Jackson. Okay. And I think even in one of the videos I saw, like she had a dinner and Maxwell and and, and Terry was a you no, it was Jimmy Jam and some other people were there or something like that. I didn't know how they couldn't pay that much attention. it was like a small video. I was like, oh my god! It was so it was like a fave and another fave there. But I, the the deal is with Maxwell, I don't I don't have tears like that because with Maxwell it's more like okay, it's more like I think you fine <laughs> Is that and you? Can, and you really are the bond singer, I mean, it's, but it's not the same. Like Janet, Janet, it's the erratic. I can't explain it, <laughs> but I, I, I just figure it's a love, <laughs> right? So it's all good, okay? So that's how I feel about Janet Jackson. So happy birthday to Demita Joe, okay? I mean, I, y'all know how I feel about Janet, okay? It is, this it's real? All right, and uh, so she was at the Billboard Awards tonight, which I'm going to talk about a little later on. I'm going to talk about right now, but I'm going to talk about her a little later on. she so like, diddy with me? Keisha, you no, that wasn't it. Okay, so Diddy was hosting the Billboard Awards tonight. Diddy, Diddy, Diddy. Diddy is a walking salesman, okay? He's just, I mean, I think I saw some rock. <laughs> I saw artists. <laughs> Because, you know, he's getting ready to redo, uh, 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 he's going to be back at the, him, you know, I guess of a record uh, label, and he's going to be doing a love records or something like that. Uh, Good luck with that, Diddy. Uh, You know, Diddy is celebrity, he usually puts, when he puts his hand or something, it's usually magical, so. Let's see what happens. there's a lot of other crazy things that happen too, like artists be coming out 20 years later talking about you did me. You know, did he try to make a more better frequency? Like he said he was doing love frequency. So hopefully these artists come out feeling much more better about love, the love label, than they did bad boy. <laughs> okay, but did he hosted? And I think he did an okay job. I mean, I wasn't mad. I mean, it's Diddy. I mean, he does his thing. <sighs> You know, I have an I kind of it's like I have an affinity kind of for Diddy a little bit more, you know, than I do maybe because he's a Scorpio. But I, you know, I know the darkness is there, but I just, I still have a thing like you know, like a kind of love for Diddy. I kind of like you know, but even though he, in a weird sort of way, you know, but I, even though I know the darkness is there, you get what I'm saying, y'all? <laughs> but he did, you know, he did a good job. He had a whole, you know, he did a Diddy entrance singing and dancing and shit, you know, stuff so like that. Okay, it was all good, okay? So listen, like I said, I normally do not watch the Billboard Awards because it's like pop star awards and stuff like that. I just don't pay attention, okay? I did he end up giving Tamika Mallory some sort of award for uh, uh, activism? Listen, I, <laughs> and this is, I don't want to diss Tamika Mallory, but when I first saw Tamika Mallory, she was on the women's movement thing, and then now she's moved over to the activist thing. Here's what I really feel, and this is this is just seriously, I really feel about people like Tamika Mallory, and um, these are activists that are okayed by the Democratic Party, and their first, uh, their first, their first. Loyalty lies to the Democratic Party Not to black people, but to the Democratic Party But they often talk the black people game Because, you know, the black people game is the mask they wear But they're really looking for more of power structure into that party And that party is what gives you more power And, you know, I don't want to question anybody's sincerity It's just how I see it you know, when I see groups like um, ADOS and even, you know, FBA or, you know, different groups that are grassroots movements that are on the ground that are talking about reparations in a real fashion, specifically Antonia, Antonio and Yvette, because I think they've really been on their stuff. Tariq talks it too, but not as, you know, I feel like they all work together in different ways, even though they have different... This- with each other, but you know, not as thorough as Antonio and, and 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 uh Yvette. They have really done the work when it comes to ADOS and um and this is no diss to Tyreek or any of them, but it's just that they do it in a different way. Uh Yvette, even though there are disagreements I have with Yvette and Antonio, but I still respect them because they they have they have put forth the uh, the um um the stats, the information out there, and they know what they're talking about, and they have been, you know, really going hard for Black America. Whereas, you know, you had a lot of these people who have been put up in position, and you know, and they they only respect Democratic Party stuff. And we got to get out of that because it's more. And see, they'll attack groups like ADOs and other groups and NVAs and stuff like that because they'll start saying stuff like, "Oh, you're a Republican" and all that stuff trying to attack uh, people or you're going for Republican operatives when it's neither one. The Democrats can't believe black people got their own mind. And some sometimes don't like neither one of y'all. But so what if they are Republican? They can't believe that you got the audacity to leave them. They like a pimp. You know what a pimp? You know when you you pimp when pimps was pimping in, back in the day when pimps was real big in the sixties and seventies and stuff. And one of they hoes got nervous enough to leave and they come hunt they hoe down and beat them down. That's the Democratic Party with black people. They think they they we they hoes. Oh, what are you gonna leave? What you doing hoe? <laughs> You taking your vote, ho, and then they try to come and beat you down because you decided that I'm not going to be a part of the shenanigans anymore. I'm not going to just give my vote to you for nothing, okay? Either bring the tangibles, the real-life things that we can use as a people to uh, to to go forth, or else we don't have nothing to talk about. Ain't no votes no more. They can't believe you talking back. You the hoe talking back to the pimps. That's what the Democratic Party thinks of us. They think we they hoes, okay? They think they dine one, and we they hoes. <laughs> and it's nineteen seventy. Who out in these streets? <laughs> and it ain't that. It ain't that kind of party no more. The hoe is talking is speaking. We done left the whole corner. We done left the Democratic Whole party corner alone. A lot of black people are seeing now and starting to leave it alone. And I'm not against people being Republicans, but I don't want people to get, because I lean a little bit more conservative in some of my thought process. But I also believe in social issues. I'm kind of a little bit in the middle. I'm more of an independent kind of libertarian type of chick. But here's the deal. I don't – I'm, I'm not for uh, ignoring racism because a lot of times people, when they Republicans, they act like there ain't no racism out in these streets. And it's clearly there's some – it's racism going on in these streets. And then a lot of them like to ignore reparations when black people clearly need a redress for what has happened the last 400 years in America. So those. that's when – I mean, some. I'm in disagreement. we wow. I've left the conversation at, okay? But what I was talking about how the Democratic Party tends to treat black people like we're their hoes, like the, the relationships. And I always, I talked about, if you haven't ever seen Pimps Up, Hoes Down, the documentary, it's an old documentary from years ago, and you see the, um, the mentality of a pimp and a hoe. We've had the mentality of a hoe with the Democratic Party. And what we do is they put us out here on these corners, they have us work they work they they politics, they have us run out here and vote, they got our celebrities, they say they top hoes out here and the moment that we start speaking up and say, Well, we, we come and deliver them all the goods, but they don't never deliver nothing to us. You know, the hoes get the hoes, hoes only get nice clothes. So they can hold up they can walk up and down the track. But they never get uh, they never get the tangibles and things that the pimp getting out here. He's making all the money. And the moment we start asking them about the money and everything like that, then they start to beat us down. you a republic. You this and this, trying to oust us. And then they use other hoes. <laughs> like, have you ever seen these? How it was a pimp and tell They use other hoes. Ho- other hoes used to sometimes would beat, beat other hoes down for pimps that wanted to leave pimps. So facts. Read stories about pimps and hoes. Shit like that would happen. And that's how they do it in the Democrats. They got certain, they got big, they top hoes, which is the celebrity hoes and stuff that would try to oust you out of the A crowd and, oh, they're not a part of what we believe and what we think and everything like that. And so you will be ousted from their little A crowd because the Democratic Party puppet is putting all these hoes on the track. So that once you decide you don't want to be a hoe no more, then they isolate from you, you know, and so that's just that's the same thing with the Democratic Party. They they run in pimp hole gang. They think they magic don Juan down these streets, and we got to let the Democratic Party know it ain't that type of party, baby. We ain't your hoe, okay? If enough is enough. Where are the tangibles, okay? We can we can we we not we not running you back these these coins no more. We out here tricking and running you back coins, only to do nothing for us. Enough. But Tamika Mallory, as I was saying, is one of, I feel, a part of that whole thing. She's a part of the in crowd thing. And she says exactly what the Democratic Party would like her to say. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay. So, just a minute when you misbehave with the pimp and they put your ass out, they beat your ass down and put you out. <laughs> they don't put you out, they beat your ass down until you get back on that track. <laughs> And so you know, we the unrulies <laughs> okay? So that is what it is. But Tamika Mallory got a award tonight uh, for Diddy, uh, for and, and it's, it's all a part of that vicious cycle that I talk about that runs in the Democratic Party with celebrities. Even my faves you know, I love Maxwell, but Maxwell was up here. I mean, I see him during the during the thing he was doing the vote. He didn't tell people to vote for it, but he he might as well have told people he had different. <laughs> <laughs> he had no Republicans, and he wasn't doing interviews with Republicans and Democrats. No, his ass was doing interviews with different Democrats that he was going to endorse. Okay, and he probably know he couldn't endorse nothing different if he really wanted to. But even, even I remember he had some little get together party, and it was for Maxine Waters. I'm telling you, these people are all tied in. Even him, I, I hate to say it. I, I hate to say that. I just, I, I, I you know, I'm madly crazy. About him, but I will tell you, I feel like he's tied in. Janet Jackson took all of them, okay? It's just hard to be a celebrity and not tied in. Even though you don't see Janet talk politics much. You don't see her. She comes from that old school star stuff, you know, but I'm sure if they ask her to come out here, she will, these streets, okay? All right, so. Uh, The next thing, Six Sonic had a performance tonight Now, only thing I'm happy about With Six Sonic performing Love Train I'm happy because people get to find out Who Confunction is And people get to hear the original Because the original Love Train Let's just say, uh, Bruno and them Can't fuck with the original, okay? Okay, I'm, I'm going to try to Let me see, I'm going to try To um. See if I can pull up the original for y'all to hear. Because Bruno and him, listen, they did a good job. When he say ring a ding I was like, oh, nope. <laughs> I
2: hate
1: that part. <laughs> when he was saying all oh, the sudden ring a ding and all that, oh, my God. I was like, seriously here? Are we serious? You know, he, they did a decent job. But, th- listen, here, the original love train, the original song, oh, man. No, no, you you can't touch it. They couldn't touch it. I have to find. I have to see if I can find it. If I can't find it, I'm gonna have to let. I'll let y'all hear some other show, okay? But listen, they can't fuck with the original. And see, Bruno and them ain't doing nothing but old, old black group steez. That's If you go back and look at the Temptations, the OJs, all the old black, groups, uh, all of them. They they that's all that is. New edition, <laughs> the Jackson Five. All they doing is a regurgitation of that. I love me some Bruno, and he's a great performer and a great singer, but they just regurgitate, and he's just still back. He's still doing a little bit of what that sister said that who was talking about him, you know, cultural appropriation. He really is, like, he's still in his humor. They said he was an Elvis imitator when he was a kid. Well, he's still doing a little bit of that imitation. He just do a damn good job at it. He's he's dope. I like him, but I'm just saying what he it is. It's an imitation of all these old black groups that done came before them. First they was doing Time And now they doing the 1950s Him and Anderson pop Now they doing the 1960s, 70s Old school groups and stuff And the stuff they used to do back in the day That is nothing new, okay <laughs> And they took the whole steeds of it, okay So uh, it is what it is They did a great job performing, performing uh, um, I just say that the original Love Train Please listen to it That is my shit, okay That's one of my favorite favorite songs is love train okay and i was shocked when they did it over i was like shit that's a gem don't know that my mama and them. you know how I, let me tell you when i was a kid my mama and them would have parties and be playing cards and so i go visit my mama and hang out with her and my mama and them would go my aunts and i'm like we have party playing cards and love train would come on i can still remember as a kid them all singing everybody dancing around and everything man that's after i'm confunction let me tell you okay that's my. That was my song. Was Love Train written? Love Train was written. Who's Love Train out? Let me see. I'm gonna look at it. Uh Let me see what year that was. So interested. Uh, let's see. 1982. Sounds I was like 10 years old. Okay, so yes. Let me tell you. And that was a groove, okay? That was hey. I mean, and I didn't even know what the song meant. <laughs> I'd be singing it, hey, if you. I'd be, mean, well, you know, my mom. I'd be singing it with my mama, Love keeps you tied to another. That's the way it goes. Oh love you. I didn't know what I was, my little ass was singing about. <laughs> and it was funny because that's the age. I think I was eight when I started doing singing talent shows. I was eight, so I started doing like I started doing talent shows maybe eight or nine. And I think I was that's, that's, so I was doing talent shows by then. Music, so I always listened to different music stuff, and so I was already singing by then. And so I, I, I confunction, yes,
2: groove,
1: okay. One of my favorite favorite jams, okay. So I will say Bruno Mars and them. Shout out to y'all for giving bringing breathing new life into confunction. <laughs> And uh Travis Scott performance, listen, I don't know what the shit that was. I, I'm gonna tell the truth. I don't know what that was all out there. I would probably be, you know, I don't know where all y'all people would, when they went through that riot stuff out there and they was rioting and a lot of people got killed. I don't understand why that many people was out there trying to see this man. I didn't know how his rap go. And I finally heard some, and I was like, hmm. I heard him tonight, and I was like, really? Are we serious right now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm about him, like about him, like y'all, I'm about the weekend like that. i say the same thing about the weekend. I don't understand. I understand the weekend a little bit more. But this Travis Scott, what is it like? I don't understand what y'all was out there for. What the hell? Really? <laughs> it must be the beach or something. <laughs> and you know what? I don't know the difference between him and A5 Rocky. i would be confused. i think that is it Travis, who? I'll be confused. Seriously. I think side raps a little, raps better. Because <laughs> this one, I was like, what the hell? Oh, I was terrible. The performance, I just, you know, shit. The performance was ter- terrible. Megan the Stallion. Girl, they trying to put your little ass back out here and listen to that performance tonight. Fire her body. Oh, man, her body so fire. I love her body. I want that body. I have to eat grass. I have to be like Beyonce. I can't be like, I want my honey bun. I can't eat no honey buns. <laughs> I, can't have, I can't have no, I couldn't have nothing. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying out these streets. I am trying. I'm working my ass but, you know, it's a little harder. She's young in the game. You know, she she, she, you, she can eat a lot of shit right now, and it don't show nothing. My ass, my ass will sniff chocolate, and I'm like, shit, I blow up two pounds, five pounds. I'll be like, damn it. <laughs> I got to get rid of this coke. I'm trying to, I'm trying. My ass is trying out here in these streets. Okay, because women are looking so great. Oh, my God, she looks fabulous tonight. Oh, my goodness, Meg looks so beautiful. Made, by, made the performance was awesome. But, Heather, that's what you should have been doing in the first place. I don't know what the hell happened between you and Tori. What, what's that been in there? Tori Lanes. I don't know who she got shot. I don't know what the hell happened. This is a confusing story. It's a confusing shit. That I don't know what happened. But what I will say is that, Heather, you should have been doing that. Enough. This is what you should have been doing. Work. And you do doing it. You look great tonight. Fabulous. The music was great. Everything. I loved it. Playing B, what did she do? Playing B? And what's that other song? I forget that other song she did. Yes. Hold on. taking her booty out of stuff, okay? I'm here for Megan, making the stadium body. Her body is all that, okay? Um, next this is what I loved, okay? I love this moment because you know, you very seldom <clears throat> see icons. Like when Janet Jackson got the, you know, no offense to Janelle Monae, okay, no offense to you know she's a hometown girl. I just, you know, I like Janelle Monae. I think she's beautiful. I love her, 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 her as an actress and everything like that. I just ain't into the music, okay. I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me, please. However, I thought when Janet Jackson got her, uh, her thing, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, all them bitches should have been there. Mary J. Blige, Beyonce, everybody should. It should have been. 20 bitches, Britney Spears, all y'all should have been walking up on stage giving Janet her fucking award, okay? Shouldn't have been Janelle Monae's ass, okay? But I appreciate Janelle Monae for coming. But see, people get sticky and funky and shit when it comes to presenting other people, I think. I'm not saying everybody, but some people, okay? You know, they don't want to present another female with flowers who did. This is the female who wrote the game, The, the motherfucking queen of pop. Her brother is the king of music, but she is the queen of pop. Okay, sometimes you know you got people out here who haters, but not Janet Jackson, not my boo, not my baby, not my baby Janet. That's it. That could be the Joe. The Joe walked out there tonight. Look at how cute. Look at every bit of 25 to 30. <laughs> looking good, slim and trim. She walked out there and she presented Mary J. Blige, the realest chick in the game that ever was. The person that I said should get more flowers than anybody. Mary J should be where Beyonce y'all put Beyonce there, okay? Because I don't understand it. Everybody loves Mary J. Blige Not everybody loves Beyonce, but everybody loves Mary J. Most people do, okay? And she and, and she has represented, like I said, black girls in the hood all over from Generation X, okay? I mean, Mary J. was the icon for that. And tonight, the queen walks out and gives her her flowers. Janet Jackson, I thought, I said, Janet, that's why I love you. That's why I stand Janet. Because Janet walked out, Janet Janet knows who she is in herself. So she wasn't scared to walk out and give Mary J. her props. And she gave, I mean, so beautifully, and I love the moment when Mary J walked up there. I love Mary J's speech, saying she was ghetto fabulous. Yes, Mary, you better let them know. And she said, now everybody wanna be ghetto fabulous. If they sure do. They sure do, Mary. Everybody, everybody wanna be us. Generation X did that shit, okay? Okay. If, we, if anything we did, we did the hood girl, black girl, hood girl shit. We put it out there. Our generation. And everybody after that Now everybody's like girl and yes When they used to dog us for being that They used to dog black girls For being around the way girls Hood, ghetto That was foundational black American girls That's one thing All across the United States We all had in common And even the people in our neighborhoods Who were of other races would imitate us Okay but the hood girl thing the sister girl thing was our thing, and we worked it. And Mary J. Blige took that shit to the world, and she represented the average hood girl well. She represented around And so I was happy tonight to see Mary get her flowers from an icon, the icon of icons, Miss Santa Jackson. I thought that was a beautiful moment. I loved, loved it. I was mad because y'all didn't have nobody perform for Mary J., one of her sons or something. I don't understand that, but it's how good, okay? But I love that moment, okay? Uh, also, Doja Cat. Doja Cat kept winning R&B. See, Billboard, uh, see, I peep game. Billboard's awards, do you see? that's what I'm saying, the music industry is very racist. And I will say this. Michael Jackson tried to tell y'all this, too, but it was hard for Michael Jackson to tell you the music industry was racist because Michael Jackson was the biggest recording star, star the music business has ever seen. And so it was hard for him to deliver that message. But Michael Jackson, had, let me tell you something. The rumors are back in the day, he didn't become that big star accidentally. I mean, he was a great, Michael Jackson was a great artist, the greatest artist, greatest performer who ever was. But Michael Jackson, people say, had to pay, pay Ola, allegedly, to get on MTV and shit. They weren't even playing black videos. Michael Jackson was the first. Black dude to really get on MTV real well. I mean, MJ was high icon, and when we talk about we talk we talk when we talking about artists like Doja Cat and y'all, and The Weekend, Michael Jackson was a pop star, but he did R and B music. He made R and B crossover with a pop appeal. Doja Cat and The Weekend. Are not fucking Michael Jackson. They are straight pop stars. They should. Their competition is Ed Sheeran, and what's some other kids, the K-pop kids, and all that. They should be in those categories. But you know why they don't want to put them in them categories? Because they don't want them to compete in those categories. They always put an artist because they black. They could be singing fucking folk music, and they'll put them in the R&B category. The Billboard Award. Is these motherfuckers? They are these. The music business is a very racist business, and Michael tried to tell y'all that. Michael told y'all that he was just. It was hard for him to say it because he had become the king of music, and they really always tried to find somebody to run his ass out of that. They, you think that they, I remember in the 80s When they were trying to put Bruce Springsteen's ass Up over Michael Jackson I was like Bruce Springsteen Bruce, Bruce Springsteen Barry Cat Cracked 20 million Y'all better cut out of here Michael Jackson sold One album I gotta tell people One album One album And don't We ain't even gonna get The black and white album We ain't even talking about Black and white The black and white album And Thriller How many They sold lots One album From Michael Jackson One. Over a hundred and fifty million albums sold worldwide, the biggest selling album worldwide. It's still selling today. You ain't gonna never catch up. Because y'all can't buy records they can't buy records no more. Never, ever, 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 ever. Icon of icons was telling y'all the music business is racist. And it still is today. They don't want to put these uh, – These th- there are tons of great R&B artists. The Billboard Awards, who does the genres, don't even know the fucking genres. There are tons of great R&B artists that get ignored because y'all put motherfucking Doja Cat and The Weeknd in R&B categories. Well, we got real R&B artists out here, like Rashad Ra- Ra- Patterson. We got uh, 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 uh Kevin, Kevin – let me talk about Kevin Ross for a minute. Can I take a sidebar? Kevin Ross, that look, Kevin Ross is the hottest, that album has got to be one of the hottest R&B albums of the year. Fire. No, no, ain't nobody fucking with Kevin right now. Nobody, not even Maxwell. With that fucking off, nope, nope. That Kevin Ross, that little Kevin Ross, he will fuck up everybody. That's who should be in them R&B categories. We got artists like that. We got girls coming up like uh you got girls like India Shine. You got uh who else is it? It's a um, Victoria Money. You got all kind of R and B artists other than Summer Walker in there. It's some R and B artists right now. You go listen to some of these or, it's some girls, it's some people killing the game right now. You got uh one of my favorites who's who just had out something I said she getting ready to come up, she getting ready to be big big uh, what's the girl? She's she's on. Uh, she's been on social media. I've been watching her for a few years. Let me look her up. I'm gonna look her up so y'all can I can give you her name. Um, uh, I've been watching her on her page for a few years. Like she's always used to sing and everything. But uh, what is that girl's name? Anaya. Anaya is fire. You got girls like Anaya coming up. I mean, this is here. I'm talking about you got this with they ignoring R&B and they putting fucking pop stars in R&B categories because they black when they really should be competing over in the other area, but they don't want to run those white artists out. And see, Michael Jackson talked about shit like that. It is what it is. That's why Beyonce always wins in the R&B category. She ain't really no R&B star. She got some pop R&B elements, like Doja Cat and them got R&B elements, but they are pop stars. R&B stars sing rhythm and blues. And there is a difference. But you got these great, great artists coming out now, great artists. And they are ignoring artists like that, artists like Kevin Ross who are on the scene, who just had phenomenal albums, and they're getting ignored. Phenomenal. Maxwell, when you go on a tour, you can't bring Kevin Ross. <laughs> open up with Kevin Ross's ass. Kevin Ross is fire. <laughs> Seriously. So Maxwell, like I said, open up with all lot of new artists. Kevin Ross would be a great choice. Kevin Ross is fire. He's on fire right now, but he's not getting the publicity. Of like a Chris Brown. That, that little boy is dope. I mean, he's so dope. I can't even say enough. He, I mean, shit. But this is we ignoring real R&B artists because you're putting Doja Cat billboard and 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 fucking who else? Doja Cat and what is in it? And the weekend, the weekend ain't saying. I ain't heard an R&B song from the weekend yet. That filled my face when I'm with you is not R&B. What the fuck? And all the other songs he done been saying shit. That boy is nowhere near R&B. Y'all better quit and break. Y'all better quit it with the poor man, the poor man Maxwell. Shit, it's so funny because Maxwell. I'm gonna get to Maxwell here. Should I get to Maxwell now? Am I on that part where I get to Maxwell? But here's my rant. Those a cat and the weekend are not R&B. Those a cat knew when she walked up on stage. And she say like, she started naming all the great R&B singers, there's so many great, we all deserve this, Summer Walker, SZA, because she knows she's not fucking R&B, she knew, she was shocked, she's like, huh, she knows she's not R&B, but if I was her, I had been pissed, I would have got up there and said, y'all know I'm not an R&B artist, right, you know I deserve to win Best Pop Album of the Year, right. Because I'm not an R&B artist. I love R&B music, but I'm not an R&B artist. But I don't want to, we're not going to do this to the R&B or to the real R&B artists who put in work every day. Y'all would embarrass their ass, but, you know, I'm a different breed. I'm a Scorpio up in these streets. I'm like Drake. <laughs> remember when Drake came to the award show and he told the Grammys, remember when Drake told the Grammys off at the Grammys, <laughs> told them we really don't need you at the Grammys? That's the kind of shit Scorpio <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay. So, then there is, hold on, let me see, there is, are we at the, I talk about Doja, and she she also did this weird thing, when she won the best R&B album, she stopped and got her a drink and vape before she got on stage, I was like, are you nervous,
3: what the fuck, get up on stage, we ain't got all day to wait for you girl. And y- y-
1: y'all remember Dosha Cat it was the same one y'all was talking was talking the racist shit allegedly a few years ago? What she was, she was really saying racist stuff about black people, and she had black from South Africa. Allegedly, but she got some dope shit. That song, that's my shit. What's that song? That that's my shit. That's my shit It's a song I like by her. She has some good music, but she's definitely a pop artist, not a an R and B artist. Uh, But, yeah, she was funny Okay uh, she You know, she really Her competition is really the Ed, Sharon's And Taylor Swift and K-Pops of the world And stuff like that uh, Lato, I finally got to see Lato tonight I've seen her and other stuff I thought she was Beyonce, I thought it was a discount Beyonce at first I ain't gonna lie, I like Lato, she's pretty But listen, here, we got to stop There's already one Beyonce I told, I can't let you get away with it Because I already told Chloe this And even though you're rapping, you can't come out looking like Beyonce. There's already a Beyonce out here. And while you did a good performance – don't, when you look like, when you try to look like Beyonce, it always looks discount because Beyonce is so fabulous when she's performing, okay? You can't fuck with Beyonce performing. So when y'all take that fucking blonde wig and y'all come out and the wind be blowing and y'all got on Beyonce's whole fucking leotard outfit and silver and shiny stuff and stuff, you just look discount. Y'all be like, oh, shit, here's another discount, Beyonce. I mean, you deserve to do yourself better, okay? Because you can't fucking compete. It's hard. Okay, that's one thing that helps. Beyonce Beyonce can perform. Okay, that's one thing her ass can do. Okay, and you ain't fucking with Beyonce in performing. So don't try to be little mini Beyonce when you come in discount Beyonce. Do something different. Try to do your hair a different tint. Or don't wear the curly hair because she's made. These are her signatures when she performs. Don't have the wind blowing. Those are her signatures. Don't have on the bustier and the, and the leotards and shit. That's her signature. And she make y'all all all look cheap when y'all do it. You look out like a knockoff version of her. (laughs) Well, don't do it. Don't fuck with her. And then y'all do her dances. (laughs) Ah, y'all better learn from Sierra. See, Sierra might not got the hits, but Sierra that bitch know how to work a stage. Okay, Sierra, Sierra's on something else. Sierra's on some Janet shit. You know, she's she's a real dancer. Okay, she ain't in no burlesque. She's really dancing, but y'all come out here trying to burlesque like Beyonce. Beyonce owned the burlesque dancing category. Y'all can't fuck with Beyonce in that category. Leave her alone. Please start getting put another outfit on or something. Shit, figure it out. Don't try to come out looking like Beyonce. It doesn't work for you. Are we ready for Maxwell? Cause see what I gotta say. I don't, God. I love my, y'all know I'm in love with Maxwell. Y'all know how I feel about Maxwell. Shit, I've been with comedy concerts I went to. I've been, many concerts I've, been, I've been doing a lot. Y'all know how I feel about Maxwell, okay? Seriously, y'all do know, okay? I don't hype, I don't hype it up enough, but y'all know. I'm, I'm crazy about That's one of my favorite singers. That is my favorite singer besides Luther. And then there's Michael Jackson and Marvin, people like that. But Maxwell and Luther are up there for me.
2: Love,
1: so it hurts me when I gotta say bad things, okay um first of all, let me just say this: this is Michael Jackson's fortieth anniversary of thriller Billboard Billboard. You didn't make a big deal out of it. This was the biggest selling album of all time. Billboard. You should have been making – you know what, before – Janet should have came back out there again or stood a second or somebody should have – Jermaine or somebody should have came out there and they should have started talking about – Thriller. There should have been an introduction about Michael's Thriller. Not just, this is Maxwell here to give a scene, a hidden gem off the 40th, because it sounds like it's some shit y'all made up, and y'all threw together real quick. Like, Maxwell said, hey, I would like to be on the Billboard, and y'all said, shit, okay, well you can do this 40th anniversary song real quick. Get, like it's some shit y'all threw together. No, this is the king of music, Michael Jackson. He's doing a tribute to the king of fucking, this is the biggest, 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 biggest selling artist of all time. One album sold $150 Most artists do that in their lifespan of 7 to 8, 9, 10, 12 albums, okay? Michael Jackson did that shit. um, No, not artists today. Artists back in the day, okay? Michael Jackson did that shit in one album, okay? And and we ain't going to even put together how many albums he sold all his albums. It's probably well over 300-some million or something like that. It's probably a crazy number with all Michael's music. Okay, so Michael is one... Michael is probably the greatest artist of all time. As far as his music sales, his performance skills, there's nobody else that can perform like Michael Jackson. Nobody. So for you guys to just say it has a meh, to me it should have been a big deal. Y'all should have came out and talked about. When Thriller first hit the scene, what it was like—the mayhem, oh, the craziness—you should have had his family talking. Yes, Thriller was this and that. Oh my God, we couldn't believe the success. E, 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 we should have been. There. But y'all acted like it was a fucking afterthought. There's none of you Billboard. What the fuck? It's Michael Jackson. You should have had a, You sh- you should have had that shit. That shit should have been real nice. It should have been really introduced better. Okay, I felt like y'all was doing a moment for Maxwell, but y'all threw a Michael Jackson playing in there. I didn't like that. If it's about it's about Michael Jackson, so I needed it to be hyped, and then we say here to perform a, a hidden gem off of Michael Jackson's album to celebrate the Thriller album, Maxwell. Okay, but y'all didn't do that shit. Okay, but to me, y'all didn't. To me, y'all just y'all, 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 y'all didn't hype it up enough. Now let's talk about Maxwell. Before I get to his performance, can I just say this? Maxwell is. He is the most. I remember, can. I, I always tell y'all this on this show. The first time I saw Maxwell, I was like, Oh my god, he's beautiful. Not just his face. He's just. He's just that vibe. He has just a like beautiful energy. I mean, you just. I was like, I was blown aback. I was like, Oh my god, whoa, <laughs> whoa. That's how I feel. Fell for Maxwell in the show I was like oh my god he's dope I, I, I don't know if it was the music I like the music but it was more the vibe Right and Maxwell had the hair Back then okay And I know he was younger But Maxwell looks the fucking same He, he doesn't really look much different <laughs> He doesn't That's scary <laughs> It's scary he, doesn't really, he really doesn't look much different But tonight before the show See, I've been not wanting to say anything because I've been trying to be nice and think of positive things. So let me say the positive thing first. Maxwell had this beautiful blue, this color. The color was beautiful. This suit, I mean, it was like a shirt, everything on the red carpet. It was blue. Oh, the blue, the blue was beautiful. (gasps) Oh, I loved it. I hated the outfit. I haven't been wanting to say it. Getting ready to say it I've been noticing it since the Soul Train Awards Who the fuck is Maxwell's stylist right now? Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck who, who, How are you not working the fuck out of Maxwell With that afro? He don't look no Go back and look at his afro pictures His pictures with braids and everything Go back He don't look no different Go back and look at the outfits. I know it was a fucking 90s, but he was much more better. Okay, who's the stylist? Come here, stylist. If you're listening out here, who the fuck is the stylist? Maxwell had on a beautiful blue color, but the shirt Looks like you remember. You know those shirts that, Fred Sanford and them old men wear them jackets, and they, they kind of, they too big for them, and they kind of, like, they look like they, they got space in, the, in between them. No, no, no. Maxwell is slim and trim. Maxwell needs tailored. Like Maxwell needs something tailored. I don't give a fuck. Y'all got to show. What are y'all doing? You're not showing off the sexy. I'm getting tired of this. I don't know who's trying to run from the sensuality. We gotta stop this here. This part of Maxwell's sale is the sexiness. Okay? Y'all got Maxwell out here looking like an old man. Like tonight, people were kids were be like, "Who's that old guy looking like the weekend?" <laughs> No, I'm not being mean here And the only reason he was looking old Was because of the suit What did he have on on the show? I can't remember what the show Oh, he had on a Michael Jackson See, listen, Maxwell didn't need the whole. He did not need the silver jacket Did he have the of gloves? Did he have gloves? And the tie, it was so much silver I lost All Maxwell needed is a nice tailor suit And yeah, he could have worn Michael Jackson silver socks Or some nice shoes or something Just a little dip He did not need that fucking silver jacket with sparkling all over the fucking place and it looked too big. Why is Maxwell wearing clothes that's too big? I noticed this on the night tour. On the night tour, he came out in this big ass jacket with glass. It looked like glass on the bottom I said, who the fuck did this food jacket? Maxwell, you not fat. You not big? What the fuck? Maxwell has the best arms. People don't get to see them. The arms are fire. You look at concert, have you looked in concert? i be looking. I'm saying, Oh, the arms are fine. Max, they don't show me. They did on the other tours. The other tours, the suits were tailored. Oh, my God, the suits were great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the suits were really nice. Oh, <laughs> they were great. I understand. The suits were great. Who's the other side of the other tours? Oh, that gray suit that he wore on B T remember a few years ago on B T awards when he sang the dedication to Prince, nothing compares. Oh my God. I think I I think I was sinning. I think I was
2: lusty. I think I it was
1: beautiful. That's how listen, I don't know who you are, Publis, but you got a man right there who has a hairline. Most men over forty don't have a hairline like Maxwell. He has hair, a full hair, a head on his He's got the ability to be the sexy, sexiest thing on the planet at 48. I'm a 49. No, he'll be 49 in, what, a week or two? 49. He, God, work it. Please work it. Please quit making Maxwell look old and dumpy. What is going on with these suits? He's not old. Stop. Stop, 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 stop. stop. I've been trying not to say nothing. I noticed it on the BET Awards. He came, when he came to the show, remember he had that little cross, that little cross thing bag on, the little cross bags men wear? And he had on a very nice suit, tailored so he looked sexy as fuck. Then when he got on stage, he had this big ass suit on. I said, what the fuck is going on with this big suit? That's one of my complaints I, I'm getting to the performance I'm going to get to the performance But I just need to talk to the to the stylist for a minute Because this has been going on It's been going on for a minute here And I haven't wanted to say anything I noticed the big
3: suit jackets
1: on tour Except when he came out at the end and he he come out at the end in the black Like the whole full black I was like, wow, does he got Ooh <laughs> I mean, he looks really good. I was like, he don't need no over big. He don't need the big suit jacket. Maybe he's trying to stop us from lusting. Are you trying to stop us from lusting, Maxwell? Are you trying to look like a bum? You know, sometimes people be trying to look like a bum, like you know, I'm, like Denzel used to try to look like a bum to play down his looks. Like, oh, I don't want him to just look at me. I want him to hear the music. We hear the music. We hear it through all of them We as it's, it's a, it's a whole, it all goes together. <laughs> we need it all together. You got to sell sex. You got to sell sex vibe. You got to sell sexuality. You're sexy. Why are you trying to hide it? Why are you trying to hide it under big suits? What is going on here? Who is the stylist? Stylist, stop it, okay? Don't, when he comes to you, if he's asking you for big suit jackets, tell him, get the fuck out of here. You're not trying to embarrass yourself on national TV, and then when people ask him, who's the stylist, and they got to say your name. And they like, damn, what the fuck they put them in these big suits for? Don't let him embarrass you like that if he's the one asking for these big-ass suits. That's why you don't need a big-ass suit. It's too big. The suits are too big, damn it. It was too big. Go back and look at the Soul trainer war. That suit was too damn big. You looked like I house. I thought you gained weight at first. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then when he looked at when, when he, then he then I saw him beforehand on the red carpet. I said, what the fuck, why you didn't wear that suit? What is you putting on these big- These big old granddaddy suits for. What is going on with you? You ain't no old man. You 49, dude. Calm down. Shit. Oh, my God. 49 and looking 29. And they got him in these old ass suits and he trying to play his shit down. He looking like an old man around these streets. You ain't no old man, Maxwell. And you don't look like no old man. Okay? Stop the bullshit. Now, the performance. You know, years ago, I went back, I listened to an old show. Maxwell, when I first heard Maxwell perform Lady in My Life, I didn't like it. And that's when he performed it on the Grammy show. And I remember seeing it on the show years ago. But then I remember going back later on that day and watching it again and going, damn, I mistake this. The vocals was on point. He was so sensual. I think I rushed through it the first time. When he performed it, I think for years ago, when uh, right after Michael had passed away, I think uh, at the Grammys back in the day. Uh, quite a while ago And It was one of the most Beautiful It was the way you perform Lady in my life I mean he He just looked sexy He stood there He didn't have to do He didn't have to do much Nothing He just stood the mic You know And he just Belted it out Ooh It was just a hot performance He was just like Fuck Yeah sing that shit He did He did it I mean he it lady, tonight Maxwell I don't know if you're feeling pressure to to to, to work to the other younger audiences <clears throat> you are a, a, a classic artist you are an artist that does not have to spin too much you don't have to I mean I understand when you do the little rotation On lake by the ocean and you do the spinning and the getting down on your knees and all that I get that that's cute that's sexy but for lady in my life, that was not needed. We didn't need you to spin around like Michael Jackson and drop to your knees. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what the fuck? We don't need that. Because you your vocals, what's, in, what's deep about you is that you, you are one of those artists that don't need bells and whistles. You know, like, listen, I love Chris Brown and them back in when Chris was in his hay before he was back in before he is now. But listen, they need bells and whistles. They got to have them. There are artists that have to have bells and whistles, and it's facts. But you are not one of those artists that need that. You can add bells and whistles, but you don't need it. And a song like Lady in My Life and with the beautiful vocals that you have and with that beautiful Mars and Pisces, sensual, sexy, raw energy you have, all you need to do is stand there and sing that shit. Like, You know how you do it. You know how you did it at the Grammy Awards At that Grammy thing years ago Whatever the shit LL Cool J was hosting When I mean, LL Cool J had that good ass agent who's getting them to host
2: the Grammys every year
1: <laughs> You remember that shit But that's what I needed to see tonight Not the spinning around Not the oversized suit and the spinning around And the uh, dropping t- I was like what the fuck's going on here I mean I, the vocals kind of was like they were good, but they weren't as good because it was like, I'm like, where is the, I know you're trying to do more, but I'm like, I need you to feel the song I mean, that's such a, it's a you know, and I want to prefer for him, if he was going to do some spinning around, you could have did Baby Be Mine you could have did PYT, <laughs> you could have did, uh, 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 Baby Be Mine would have been a great song for Maxwell to do, and Human Nature. Oh my God, Maxwell has probably seen the shit out of Human Nature. I don't know why you didn't choose that. Uh Oh, yeah, you probably could really do Human Nature. Oh, my God, you missed that one. But listen, you can do Lady in My Life. Lady in My Life is one of the most perfect songs ever written. I mean, that bridge, Laid Back in My Tenderness, Let's Make This a Night We Won't forget. Ooh, Oh, this word speaks for itself in the music. You don't have to do much. You sold it too much. You oversold the fucking song. And you weren't dressed for the occasion. And I said it. You weren't dressed for the occasion. You got to quit hiding it. you sexy. It is what it is. I don't know. Maybe you feel like you need to play down the sexy. I don't know. Maybe the girls are coming after you so much you're like, ah, shit, I want. I don't want to. I can't, you know, I don't want the groupies out on me. And the only way to save myself is to play. Some men do that. You know, some men do that. Some men be playing down a sexy. I've heard that stories of rock stars playing down a sexy so women wouldn't come. <laughs> you gotta get, I don't know if that's the reason, but I'm just saying, I don't know why, but that song needed to be so completely with the sexy package, okay? Because that is lady in my life. I need to feel like when Michael Jackson sing lady in my life, I'd be I, when Michael was alive, I was like, shit, I thought my panties up on stage for Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael was not, let me just say this. Michael was very asexual, but Michael in his delivery, because he was so asexual, women wanted to give him some. <laughs> he was so fucking asexual, women was like, damn, he's so sexy and he's not trying to be. <laughs> and so women be running up on stage for Michael and all that shit, but just because Michael just had this very sexy femininity, masculinity thing going for him. And Maxwell has it, but in a different way. It's like raw wow, energy. It's like, ooh, it's, and he don't know when to use it. Sometimes he, like, he uses it, and sometimes he backs off of it. So he uses it, and he backs off of it. And I'm like, tonight, you so should have used that, dude. You wasn't dressed for it. You was looking like, class- I don't know what you had on tonight. I don't know if you was looking like. I thought she was about to moonwalk and sing Billy <laughs> I thought that was about to say, Billy Jean is not my mother. I just did it. I thought he was about to
0: <laughs> Come on out! No.
1: He was dressed like he was dressed like he was, like he was about do 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 I thought he was about to start spinning around and moonwalking and shit. Cause when he had on, I was like, shit, what's this? <laughs> But you got old. That's <laughs> what I thought was gonna happen. I thought you was get ready to see BBG. I said, "How did that happen to BBG?" Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just being mean. <laughs> Stylist hated it. That's all I'm gonna say to you. Stylist hated it. Okay,
3: hated it.
1: Really <laughs> he had the tie. He had the to tie. Was the tie glittering? The tie was glittering. (laughs) You know, it's only so shit Michael could pull off. Michael could pull off that shit. Michael said he got that jacket from Catherine, that silver jacket he wore on Billy G. He got it from Catherine. He got it from Catherine. Michael Michael could pull off that shit. Prince could pull off shit like that. (laughs) I don't know. they, They had this androgynous thing. They could pull off Maxwell, your Taurus, that Taurus cuss will allow you to do that shit. You just naturally see it. So you can pull off a femininity vibe, but it has to be slightly, just a little slightly masculine because you have a lot of femininity mixed with masculine. But tonight, I just felt it was awkward. <laughs> and I, I, people are going to love this it because it's you. Maxwell sells himself very well because people love Maxwell. However, I am one to tell the truth. The performance was okay. It was subpar, and the. And partly is because you did not sell it well, and that you weren't um, delivering the song in a way a song like that should be delivered. I mean, we are talking to. I mean, I mean, I just think about the words. I mean, you know, you. T- I mean, the way he sings that song. What's the beginning verse? Well, I can't even remember the song. I am going blank on the on Lady in my life. How did Lady in my life go? Let me see, Lady in my life. I gotta look it up. I don't I forgot the beginning. I don't even remember certain parts. It's coming Uh, lyrics. Where's the lyrics? I know it's a lyrics somewhere on here. Uh there'll be no darkness tonight. Oh. Lady, you I love will shine lighten the lighten the night. Just put your trust in my heart and meet me in paradise. Now, see, a man singing that to you, it has to be sexy. The song is sexy. You're every wonder in this world to me. A treasured time will steal away. So listen to my heart. Play your body custom. You could have delivered that that way because I saw you do it years ago on the Grammys on that Grammy thing, and you did not deliver tonight. You delivered it kind of strange, and your outfit was jacked. And it's been jacked. It was jacked on the night tour, That big outfit, the big suit you come out with. And, and it's, I got another thing. I got another beef to pick about the night tour. I was like, you know, I was thinking because I was listening to something from the night tour the other day, I was like, damn it. You know, when he comes out with uh, something, something, I think you need to take dance with me out. It was another song I, I wanted him to put in there instead of dancing with me. Coco, the cure. Uh, I found the cure for this. Coco, curious. You. That's what you should do. That should be second. When you do, when you do uh, the something, something you should put that because that beginning of how that Coco curious that whatever that song uh, starts off. Ooh, if that would, if you would have did that, oh my god, that would have been dope. Fire. It would have been fire. It would have been fire. With that 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 coming on right after that 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 something something, set a dance with me, but that's just cyborg. But anyway, but he had that big ass suit jacket on on the night tour. Kick, throw away the big suits. So, throw them away. He's embarrassed you, stylist, if he's decided making these decisions. You know, because I know the stubborn ass Gemini, Taurus, Cuspers probably be up there. I Could you make it a little bigger? Now, don't don't listen to him. Tell me you're not even embarrassing your ass no more, okay, if it's him. (laughs) So that's how I felt about the Billboard Awards. There's no need to spin around on the lady in my life. The lady in my life is a classic. It is so sexy. It doesn't need the extras. It didn't need the sparkly sparks. (laughs) I thought she was getting ready to sing Billy Jean. I was like, I said, my sister, my sister, my sister, my Billy Jean. <laughs> he was dressed for Billy Jean. I'm so terrible. You just need to slice for something. Shit. Oh, that's it for the Billboard Awards. <laughs> well, I need to make myself laugh today because I've been pissed. <laughs> Oh my God, this we this this show is a mess, okay? <laughs> so we need to. What do we have established here with the Billboard Awards? They were okay. Diddy was good. It was so so. It's all right. But and what we established about my fave is my fave. Oh, the best moment of the Billboard Awards for me? No, Doja Cat. First, let me get this quick. Doja Cat and The Weekend are not R and B artists. Let's get that shit straight. Uh, the best moment was Mary J. and Janet. Janet presenting Mary J. her Icon Award. My fave fucked up the song because I thought he was about to perform Billy Jean. He came out in a Billy Jean outfit and he sung uh, Lady in My Life and he spent around and did some shit shit. He kept walking around. I was like, Nip. I mean, I'm like, Nero, just stand there and deliver the song. he <laughs> got a lot of nervous ass energy right now. I mean, how would you sing to a girl you're in love with? You know how to sing. You know how to give these off. Yeah, how would you sing to... the... All these models and shit you like. How do you be running around with it? They say you might as well be running around. How would you sing to them? (laughs) Shit. the fuck is going on around here? He coming out here looking like he's seeing Billie Jean or something. I'm like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) So that's, that's, that's my synopsis, my summary of the Billboard Awards, okay? Listen you guys When I come back <clears throat> We're going to get into Some more hot topics Of the week I got to look Because I don't have a show So I'm going to look To see what I was Talking about this week What was I talking about Y'all know You know my show Y'all know how I be doing I'll be putting on the Facebook Child well, I forgot what I was Talking about this week What I put up here For y'all to talk about Let's see Let's see Let's see Um Okay, when we get back, we're going to discuss, goodness, we will discuss, we talked about Mary J. We're talking about Chris Rock, His uh, what he said about Johnny Depp. We're talking about Lori Harvey, uh, Kendrick Lamar, sex addiction. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Chloe out here. I forgot she was dating Gunner. And a couple of other things we're going to talk about on the CC show before we go off. It's going to be a short show tonight, but I'm going to make sure I get in all a lot of the hot topics of the week. Meanwhile, we got to start, let's let's start off with this play. Uh, let's see, what is that? Because I went so hard on him tonight, he's still boo, he's still bae. <laughs> I wasn't very nice, but I have to tell the truth sometimes, okay? We want it to be better. Um. For we'll play next going out. I was gonna play a Maxwell song, but I don't. I don't see the one I want up. Um. Let's play Lindsay Webster. Back to your heart. Okay, it's the CC show, y'all. I will be back in a moment. Okay, with more hot topics. I am Carlotta and I am back in the building Listen, okay I went hard, oh babe This is harder than when you off, right? <laughs> oh my. Listen, I'm a big fan I know sometimes Y'all think I'm not a fan Sometimes I go hard I will go hard if I don't like it I'm going to be honest I am a friend Moon, okay? I'm going to be hard out in these streets when I, Especially when I know that you can do better Now he did very good He did good It just wasn't what I thought it should be, okay? <laughs> I mean I was like, like I said, you know? But it's all good. It's all love. Love. Keeping love the frequency love. Like Diddy said, brother love. Sister love here.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, so now we gotta get to talking about we're still doing the news out in these streets. Um man. Where am I at here? Okay. Well uh I thought I had the article up that I was going to talk to you Okay, let's see. Okay, oh, Chris Rock. Chris. Uh, Chris Rock during his comedy, comedy sketch brings up Johnny Depp trial during comedy shows. He says, "Believe all women except Amber Heard." <laughs> Uh, this is according to uh, Yahoo.com It says, during a comedy show in London On Thursday, Chris Rock offered his Take on Johnny Depp's ongoing Defamation trial against his ex-wife Amber Heard. The comedian touched upon The Oscar slap controversy Briefly, but according to LA, LAD Bible, he really Went in and, in on her Following some of the revelations in the trial The subject came up as the comedian Reflected on there being new rules when it comes To sleeping with other people even if we start fucking, you want that shit rough? You got to ask for it. He reportedly said during his routine. <laughs> After making the comment, he stressed that it's important to believe all women before revealing his exception. Believe all women, except Amber Heard. Sent the comedian. What the fuck is she on? Uh, she shit in his bed. She's fine, but she's not. shitting fine. not <laughs> fine She shit in his bed. When she shit in somebody's bed, you just you just guilty of everything. What the f word on there? And what? And they had a relationship after that. It must be amazing, Pussy. It's been some crazy bitches, (laughs) guys. I've been with some crazy bitches, but God damn. (laughs) While it was previously alleged that Amber Heard defecated in a couple's bed
3: during an argument,
1: the allegation gained new interest when it came up during (coughs) defamation trial, as reported by People last month, that recalled that he was shown a picture of the bed following the incident. Um, Listen, let me just say this. I'm totally in agreement with Chris Rock, and I think why I think Johnny Depp is crazy too, to some extent. When I saw Amber Heard get up on stage, dressed—I mean, get up on that trial, she thought she was on stage. Get up at that on that stand, and she was she's not dressed like she normally looks has a has a has a in her regular everyday life. Now I understand that you are on this on the stand and in the courtroom, you have to look a little bit more conservative. But no, she didn't have any of her celebrity look. She looked like Mary Poppins up in there. I said, this bitch is lying. She's trying to look like Mary Poppins. <laughs> I knew she was lying with some of her shit. And it's just some of the way she was acting, just in my personal opinion. My personal opinion is that she was her ass lying, okay, on some stuff. But I think Tommy Jeff's crazy, too. But I think we just had a crazy relationship. But I do not believe her either. I don't believe that she was the innocent victim in this, okay? Not for a minute, okay? And she got up there trying to look it, like like she was little Mary Poppins, I knew right and then she Chris Rock is right. The shitting in the bed, that is the that is the worst. My great grandfather used to have a saying when I was little. He used to say it all the time. He said Lying is worse than shitting in the bed <laughs> He used to say that all the time to everybody. When people lie, he'd be like Lying. Yeah, it's so funny me and my uncle when I was in San Francisco, me and my uncle was talking about my great-grandfather's little stuff that he would do and stuff. And my uncle he used to have his friend name everywhere. And he always used to talk about, Where's Negro name everywhere. We get a Negro friend name everywhere. he didn't say Negro. He said so that But one of the things he used to say is, lying is worse than shit than to be. So, we've ever heard, if that is true, that she shit in the bed, Chris Black is right. Ain't nothing else you can say. If that is the nastiest shit that you purposely, not if you sick or something, but you purposely shit in a man's bed to get your point across, you was a crazy bitch. You just, <laughs> ain't no argument after that. Johnny ass might be crazy, but you crazy as fuck. If she did that, she crazy as fuck. <laughs> that's a nasty shit. Sitting in the bed on purpose, leave a shit, a turd on the man's bed. Oh, disgusting. Chris Rock is right on that. <laughs> oh, my God, but the abuse is not funny. But listen, listen, the alleged abuse is not funny. But I don't. I didn't believe nothing. He right after that, I was like, "Ugh, disgusting, okay? Now, y'all got mad at Lori this week, Lori Harvey, okay? Little old Lori out here. Drag her for her weight loss uh, regimen, major calorie deficit, according to TMZ. She says, latest latest is the latest to to get dragged through the mud for detailing her weight loss journey, which serves as just another lesson for the rich and famous. Don't say anything. The model and influencer hopped on TikTok recently to uh, outline diet exercise regimen. Uh, she went on to lose a ton of weight, upwards of 50 pounds and perhaps more. She explained what she said she gained after a Michael B. Jordan weight. Because, you know, when you're in love, ooh, when you're in love and you start eating all the little fun foods, like, you know, that chicken and, and you with really, cookies, you cookies, you know, because you're so happy. Usually there's other ways to work it off. <laughs> Especially when you with Michael B. Jordan. Anyway, this is how Lori Hardy said she, she worked hers off. Okay, I'm starting to question some shit. But her, here, listen, listen, let's listen, listen, listen to Lori Harvey. Let me see if I can get it up. Y'all so can hear it. Hold on. Okay, so I just left my Pilates class, and I see uh, the girl just saying I'm Pilates now. I love that, see you guys.
3: Um, but everybody's asking, what it is I specifically did to get my body to this point. So when Mike and I got together, I gained, like, 15 pounds of relationship weight, and it was horrible. None of my clothes fit. It was not okay. So I've been consistently doing Pilates for, like, the last year. I've done it for a few years, but I've been really consistent last year. And when I was trying to drop weight, I was working out, like, five, six times a week, and I would even do like for the first month and a half, I think I did two days, so what I would do was, I was in a calories episode, I think I was consuming like 1200 calories in a day max, and I wasn't on like a specific eating regimen, I just was trying to do like meat and veggies and like minimal carbs, and then I had this sprint interval circuit that I would do, so I would do Pilates in the morning, and then I would leave there, and I would sometimes, directly go to the gym and have on a treadmill for 30 minutes, and this is interval work that I did, so if you guys want that, I'll give it to you later, so then I would do that, or I also like to do, like, a hike, or I would go run the stairs, just some type of cardio, that's how you drop, because bodies alone is not going to make you lose weight, it's just going to give you not lean muscles.
1: Okay, I hope you guys got- you guys got to hear what she said. I don't know. I I won't listen to I don't know my sound until I hear it. show. I I don't know why I keep playing sound things. I have to I need to do a certain thing with that to get the sound better. But uh in case you didn't, she says and wanted to share some knowledge. Uh L. Lori Harvey still the tea, but it's completely it completely backfired. She says she's been doing Pilates consistently for the past year or so. But when she was in weight loss mode, she was doing more than just that, include lots of cardio. Then the true secret comes out. Lori says she went on a calorie deficit, taking in just 1,200 or so during this period. Damn. Damn, 1,200. $1, Damn, what was she eat? She was eating grass and weed and, 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 and uh, what, what was she <laughs> Bitch, I can't eat no grass. What's going on right here? Uh, she, here she, uh, That's where she was catching a ton of flack. Many are criticizing her for promoting what they consider unhealthy trash dieting methods, which folks argue is actually helpful for Normies who might follow Lori's lead, seeing how many followers she has, okay? Okay. And, you know, a lot of people said some things about uh, Lori Harvey. Listen, let me just say this to you young ladies out here, and this is not to diss Lori. Lori has to do what she has to do. Lori is in the business of selling herself as an influencer, like Kim Kardashian and stuff like this. You know, she don't got no – let me just say this, okay? Her lifestyle is very different from yours. So when you look at Lori Harvey. Be inspired, okay, because you can be – everybody's lifestyle is different in some sort of way. Really, we can be inspired all by each other, but there are, we we all live different ways, and it's specifically celebrities, okay? And sometimes celebrities have to be conscious of that because they're everyday normal. It's not everyday – everybody else is everyday normal. Like Lori Harvey may spend weeks, you know, I mean, um, she may spend, you know, hours in the gym a day because, you know – no she she's out here, she's a social influencer. You know, she's Michael B. Jordan's girlfriend, Steve Harvey's uh daughter. You know, shit. She ain't got, she, she, she you know, she living good, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So she don't really gotta do so her 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 work is looking good. Going to the gym for her, that's her job because she's in a business where looking good is important. So she she has a wake up in the morning and a lot of celebrities I have listened to and heard do this. They have to they they work out a lot because, you know, they want to keep their shape and their bodies and stuff. And it's part of the uh uh it's a part of the um the 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 selling to you of who they are. You know, Hollywood is a big illusionary thing. And for you in your everyday life, if you have children or you have a family or you have, you're married or you're not married or you mean you're working every day and stuff like that, you can learn from Lori, like take little things like Pilates or learn what she did, you know, about working out, take a little workout routine and stuff. But it's hard to do exactly what Lori Harvey does because Lori Harvey is in the business of selling illusions and selling those illusions to you, and, and and selling herself off to you, and in being that she has to be her best self, and so that you know, part of her job is constantly working out. That's a lot of these girls. You know, I had to say this to myself I'm like, damn, these bitches are bringing out four, five hours. They', they eating grass, uh, 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 lettuce drinks, and <laughs> strawberry, uh, strawberry uh, smoothies. <laughs> I mean, serious, it's real stuff. But that's because that's what they're in the business of doing, and the stress levels in their life are very different from the stress levels in your life, okay? So keep in mind, don't get mad at her. Just keep in mind that she's living in an atmosphere that requires of her to have a certain look, okay? And, uh, you know, where your lifestyle is very different, you might want her look But it may be harder. You may have to do some adjustments like you may have to do when you come off of work, maybe work out an hour or something, you know, and then go and cook for your family or something like that. You may have to do things a little different because Lori is young, single, and don't got no family. and got a fine-ass man, Michael B. Jordan. And all that stuff. Okay, so (laughs) it's a whole nother story. Okay, so that's all I want to say to y'all. That don't even get mad at her, but her lifestyle is just very different. Okay, and what the business that she's in requires a little different from her than uh, the average everyday people at their everyday jobs. Okay, now Kendrick Lamar out here, you know, listen, I blame Eric Benet for the excuses that men use now of, I'm a sex addict, I'm a sex addiction. You know, so remember Eric Benet later on said that he lied about the sex addiction because he just didn't want to embarrass her. I guess, I think the rumor was that he just didn't want to embarrass her by saying he cheated. So they made up the sex addiction. He made up the sex I don't know if it was him or I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But it was made up so to make it look easier, like it was something that wasn't within his control, a rash, okay, so uh, now we got Kendrick Lamar out here. Let's see, let me pull this up here. Kendrick Lamar, who admits to sex addiction and cheating on his fiance. Uh, you know, I always laugh. I say, is this going to be like, is this the comic excuse of male rock stars who get into tremendous amounts of cat, kitty cat? They get, you know, because they, they, they get coochie thrown at them every day. When you're a rock star, you get coochie thrown at you all the time. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend was having this discussion one time. We were in, uh, we went to, well, yeah, I think we were in Vegas or something, and we were talking about, uh, we were talking about uh, this rock. We were talking about, you know, R and B stars and music stars that we think is fine and everything. And my my girlfriend's like, I can never ever date one of those types of men. And she said because of the constant coochie being thrown at us. <laughs> right? And I said we 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 had a discussion on it, and I said well. You know, so I regular men don't get it as much, I said, but, you know, because we she was asking, we were talking, she said, saying, do you think you could ever do something like that? I mean, if you were single, I said, you know, or if I ever got single again, what I did? I said, oh, if when I was young, it probably would have been much more harder. Me being older and people, if they'd been in a game or something a long time, I would expect something different. So yeah, I think I could. That wouldn't bother me as much now because I'm older and I know who I am and I'm kind of set in my way. So women throwing coochie cat at men wouldn't bother me. You know, if there's an understanding between me and the person that they get that they know who I am and you've been out, if I catch you out here fucking around, you know it's over right? You know what I'm saying? She's like, you got to expect for these type of men to fuck around because they got so much coochie thrown at them. When you young, I would not, for women, this is what I say for young women out here, I would say that if you're dating someone new coming into show business, I wouldn't probably take him as seriously. Personal opinion, because they go, they, they, when they first, they start coming in or show business or any kind of career where they have a high lifestyle if you've met if you have so somebody who is in a high position or something, they're gonna have women throwing the kitty cat. And they're more than likely to not be able to avoid citation. Now somebody who's been in the game a long time and stuff like that, they gonna seen it all or been through
3: it all. They like shit, you
1: out there. They, you know, it may be a different seed for an older person, you know. I think I heard uh, one celebrity say he was talking about they was asking him about relationships, and he was saying, this older guy, and he was saying, hey, you know, that's not my thing anymore. He's like, um he said, you know, because I'm pretty old now, you know, in the game or something like that. So sometimes when you're more established and older, you've seen it all, you've done it all, but that still can be a problem. But uh, Kendrick, uh a guy like Kendrick Lamar, who has just entered into this fame space within the last 10 to 15 years or something like that, I would tell women – Stay away right now. Or don't take him seriously. Date and enjoy the moment and stuff like that. <clears throat> but try not to be looking at him for marriage till he gets the coochie cat out of his system, you know. And so it says, uh, this week it says, he says, um, let me read this. It's from hiphopdx.com. Uh, it says, uh, Kendrick Lamora has never shied away from, his, from bearing his soul on wax. But his latest album, Mr. Morale, Mor- Morale and the Big Steppers, contains some of the most personally revealing moments of his career. One of the uh, penultimate song, Mother I Sober, featuring Beth Gibbons of Portashiree, I don't know what that is. The Compton native opens up about battling with what he calls lust addiction and confesses to cheating on his longtime partner, Whitney Alford, with whom he shares two children. Of course, K-Dot has famously avoided drugs and alcohol, since his first blunt had him foaming at the mouth. But in his four, his own 444 moment, he admits sex has been his vice of choice in his career. I was never high. I was never drunk, never out of my mind. I need control. They handed me some smoke, but I still declined. I did it sober, sitting with myself. I went through all the emotions, no dependence except for one. Let me bring you closer. He wraps over the somber piano instrumentals. Intoxicated, there's a lustful nature that I fail to mention. Insecurities that I project, sleeping with other women. Whitney, Turk, the purest soul I know. I found her in the kitchen, asking God, "Where did I lose myself, and can it be forgiven?" Okay. Later on, later in the verse, Kendrick reveals Alfred, who appears on the album cover along with their two young kids, urging to seek professional help for his addiction. Broke me down. She looked, uh, she looked in my eyes. Is there addiction? I said no. But this time I lied, I knew that I can fix it, pure soul, even in her pain. No, she cared for me, gave me a number, and she recommended some therapy, he said. Delving deeper into the psychology behind his infidelity, Raps. I made at home seven years of tour, chasing manhood, but we was gone. And by the time you hear your son, she did all she could. all those women gave me superpowers that what I thought I lacked. I pray our children don't inherit me and feelings I attract. Okay. Um, okay. Here's what I say about this. You know, let me just say this. I really believe that that industry sometimes has a pension, and sometimes some of the best artists also can have such troubled childhoods. I'm not saying this is Kendrick Lamar, but sometimes, a lot of times in these, a lot of these celebrities, especially celebrity males in their careers, uh, and before uh, these very artistic men, sometimes they've had trouble, trauma at home. And trauma sometimes plays a role in their artistic, um, in helping them become better artists. You know, strange things, the strangest phenomenon, but sometimes the more harder a lifestyle and stuff sometimes that you grow up in, sometimes the greater the talent. Sometimes the greater push towards the talent, the greater dive into the talent to escape the atrocities that maybe of what you're going through at home and stuff like that. And so, a lot of times, some of these people, these artists who get into the business, and I'm saying Kendrick Lamar in particular, but since he was talking about sex addiction, some of these people have sex addictions because they've had childhood trauma in some sort of way. Sometimes some of these young, these artists have had childhood trauma with addiction, sex, you know, with somebody molesting them or hurting them, abuse or something like that, and then they go into this business, this very powerful music business, and where women, and especially women if you're a man, your own stage, and you are bigger than life on stage, and when you come off, that energy doesn't leave you because women are, you know, lusting after you. They want to have the relationship with you. They want to know what it's like to be in bed with you because they fantasize you about this this big story. And then this song, he talks about control. And some of those addictions can come roaring back, those needs and hurt and pain because you got a lot of hurt people in the business of artistry. And so sometimes those sex addictions and things can be heightened because, um, because because now they have uh, more people, how can I say this, uh, to work out instead of working out their problems, they've got a drug of choice to help them get rid of the pain of um, where has music and stuff like that doesn't do it all the way. Maybe sometimes there are sex addictions and drug addictions and things that will help you forget the pain of of a childhood trauma or something like that. And when you have all that coming at you, well, then you got all these things, these numbing agents for your problems. So you can numb yourself with some coochie cats. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you, you know, you know I'm get you some coochie cat and numb it, and you got plenty of coochie cat coming at you, so you don't never really have to deal with the real pain that's bothering you and causing the addiction, right? And so that's why I say sometimes when you get involved in these relationships with certain types of men, especially men or in the business or artistry and stuff like that, give them time to get that shit out of their system and discover they may they need to deal with a real life trauma, you know, instead of. Of racing with sexual addiction, and it's really hard for dudes who not sexually addicted to come into an industry like show business or just a place where you have lots of money and everybody's doing kitty catage. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard. It's hard because you know people offer you a layer of fantasy, and it's hard to deny that for yourself. Particularly, particularly males who are attracted physically. You know, for women it's easier, but for men. It's very hard. So I, I, you know, I see probably Kendrick Lamar, he probably put his fiance through. But, of course, he's right. He was just entering in the industry, had two or three big albums. It is hard for those type of dudes. I'm not saying there isn't men out there who don't do it, who can't do it, but it's hard to resist temptation when you ain't never had that level of temptation. And if you got trauma from other things and stuff like that, and you're trying to run from your pain, and you and you use start using sex like even Will Smith talking about it has a has a has a numbing agent, um, and you can use plenty of it when you got it coming at you every day, and these men be having it thrown at every day, and every which way. So you got to be a special kind of woman to stay through that shit. Or, and you got to be, you know, especially with the HIV and STD super gonorrhea out here and all that shit. This ain't nothing to play with. So you really got to be, you know, uh, a, a strong woman if you're going to be in that kind of shit. And, you know, now I'm too far grown. I'm I'm a grown-ass woman. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm, you know, if I'm out here in these seats and single and Lenny come along. <laughs> y'all know I love you, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Lenny come along. I will be like, shit, you do with the models and stuff. Me, I ain't trying to. I, I ain't trying to be out here at fifty years old uh, playing games. I ain't nobody got no time for that shit. Nobody got time to be chasing your ass throughout through the the, the, uh, the uh, from these hoes. Now I, I'm old now. We got to understand it. You don't be messing around. I'm mess I ain't coming. I ain't coming to search from you. Trust me, I'm a spiritualist. So if you out there fucking around, it will come to me. <laughs>
3: I don't gotta chase your
1: ass around. I gotta feel your ass. <laughs> okay, so that's what I'm saying. So sometimes, you know what I'm saying. You, I'm too at that point where I can discern the energy in the room, and so you ain't gotta deal with no shit like that. Even, even in marriage and you like you know, you just like, yeah, I ain't gonna deal with it. I see, I can feel sense the energy in the room, and the energy is where it's at. <laughs> so you know, you will know if from to me. If you're young, it's hard to discern if a man's out here running around, you know, in the streets and you, you know, but when you got that much energy of a rock star and that much coochie cat being thrown at him, it's hard for you to be walking in a place of deceit because you can be young and do that, but you can't be old and do that because you can, you can feel that's the energy. I know most people say they can't feel, it. you can feel that energy of different, that, of different if a man's been sleeping with a whole bunch of people. It's just different. You can feel that energy, okay? So yeah, so this is interesting that Kim Kend- Kendrick Lamar is uh, brought that out to the forefront. Very interesting, uh, thing and it-, it brings to my you know, it, it reminded me of Eric Brene when I heard it. I had to laugh about it. I was like, Oh no, just Oh, Eric Brene excuse. <laughs> um Okay, so what else? Uh, we talked about Cody Bailey this week. Cody Bailey I forgot what it was saying she was in a friendship with Ghana or anything. Listen, I don't know what was happening. I don't even going to read the article, but Gunnar, you know, got arrested. He's one of the people who got arrested in the 26 indictments and stuff. But let me tell you chicks out here again, Chloe included, be careful who y'all choose out here. Be careful who you choose. Chloe, Bay. you one of the most pretty girls right now in the industry, nice body, everything like that. Don't be fucking around with dudes like Gunnar and stuff people thugging stuff like i don't, I don't know if he's thugging or not but even the look of thugging i mean there's a lot a lot a lot a lot of choices you got don't waste your choices you know it, you know if somebody you know if somebody gonna keep you you can keep, keep you at the jailhouse how you doing this week don't be you know you don't want to be going to the jailhouse anymore. You don't wanna be doing jail raising, raising jail funds and all that stuff. See, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You just somebody you wanna do life right. You a celebrity, you got you got a lot of energy is going to your career. The last damn thing you need energy going to is somebody who's gonna be running in and out of jail and shit, because they they't they doing some stupid shit on the side, okay? Don't get involved in that. Hopefully Cody is not involved in it, okay? Lord. Baby formula shortage out in these streets. I'm praying for y'all, because Joe Biden, he's supposed to get some baby. Formula. This is crazy that we ain't got no baby formula. It's so nutty. I'm not gonna even read the article, but it's sad and it's nutty. And nobody has baby formula. But then I start to thinking this week, I was like, What the hell did they do before baby formula? I know these people were doing something before baby formula. You know they got us so ad- addicted to the way they tell us to do things. But I know there's a way. The old folks, they got how my grandma asked her how they did baby formula back in the day before they didn't have baby formula. And so there's other ways uh, that you can, you know, that probably you can feed the baby because these people look like they are incompetent to get baby formula in here. And the last thing you don't want your children to start, so you may have to go back to the go ask your grandmas and if you got some great grandmas around here and stuff, ask them how they did things back in the day and stuff like that. And talk to your pediatrician and along with the old people and come up with a good plan until they be able to get this formula in here. Don't let your children this is just crazy going on. Just talk with a pediatrician and everything, discuss what you plan on doing if you can't get no formula. Just sad. It's ridiculous. Okay, this is an interesting story I saw this week. It says elementary school teachers say no to parents. Uh, wishing, uh, wishes to refer to their students by pronouns given at birth. And it says a group of elementary educators have built in a recent virtual panel that they would uh, say no if a parent asked them to refer to their students by pronouns they were given at birth, as opposed to their preferred uh, pronouns. Uh, Katie Butler, a second-grade public school teacher at Harvey Milk Civil Rights Academy in San Francisco, moderated the meeting creating and sustaining GSAs in elementary school on April twenty sixth. She asked her panelists to answer questions submitted by educators, and some of which delved into topics related to gender identity. What would you do if a person requests that we refer to their child by the pronouns associated with their sex assigned at birth? instead uh preferred pronouns and that we use legal names instead of students' chosen names. One of the first questions read, Uh, read, Karina Sattery, who along with Butler co-founded Gender Inclusive Classrooms, said he chooses to honor the students' wishes, not those of the caregivers. Slatery and Butler described Gender Inclusive Classrooms as a website dedicated to equipping educators with the tools they need to foster self-welcoming gender-inclusive classrooms. So I can respond with something that I've done, Slatery said. This came up for me. It comes up in a couple different ways, but it comes up for me where caregivers ask, uh, where caregivers ask. I actually refer to their child's name using the name they asked to be referred to and their chosen pronoun or career, and caregivers reacted very strongly. Flattery added, He's not thrown off our parents' protest. I just told him, Maybe that's not helpful. I just told him, No, he said respectfully, No. And because I had my principal and my superintendent support, they have there wasn't much they can do. He added before joking that the parents eventually stood down and found another topic to squawk about. Flattery quickly admits that the comment was not professional. As to response to the backlash Flattery received on social media for his remark, John Pobo's Ed, uh, superintendent of schools who said he'd been on the panel discussion confirmed to Fox News Digital that Saturday described using the name and pronouns which the student had requested and that he checked with both him and the principal on the appropriateness of the practice. He has decided to accurately summarize the district's policy on non-discrimination on the basis of transgender and gender non-confirming status. So Normie says, okay, Excuse me. Every student has the right to be addressed by the name or pronoun that corresponds with the student's gender identity policy states. North Hampton, public schools will respect students' wishes to be referred to by names and pronouns based on affirmed changes in gender identity. Listen, let me just stop this right now. Y'all gonna, what y'all going to cause teachers to do is quit the fuck out here. They're going to quit because you ask you, you asking teachers to do too much, too much. You want them to refer to you to certain pronouns and all that. Teachers got a lot in a day. They got to deal with your bad-ass kids for eight hours a fucking day. They got to deal with teaching them uh, little hard-headed mofos. It's harder to teach nowadays. It's hard. And now you want them to remember to call you certain pronouns and stuff because you about to change your gender right now. It's crazy. It's it's getting, re, it's getting ridiculous out in these streets. I understand the need to be sensitive, but come on, you're asking for a lot. And who's changing their gender in the seventh grade, in the eighth grade? I mean, it's just crazy. It's just, I don't understand. It's wild. I mean, it's wild. It's just wild right now. It's just wild, wild west. Let's you know this to the transsexual community. It's just, wow, we are getting so, uh, becoming minim, minimalist, like just very Small things as a society and it's just it's kind of crazy we're we're we it's i mean we're causing all kinds of drama we're we're doing some wild things out here, <laughs> and we expect everybody in the society to kind of go along with us and it's you know it's it's just uh this different it's different right now okay now of course you heard about the house passing the forty billion military aid package. To Ukraine. I'm not gonna say a lot on that tonight because I don't want to get into politics too much. But that's crazy as hell. Okay, when well, we got, I just came from California where I saw people sleeping on the bridges and shit. I mean, really, you got $4 billion, $40 dollars billion of send to the Ukraine? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, let's
3: see what else I want to talk to y'all about.
1: Where we at on time, y'all? Okay, we got see a little bit left, but I, I get out early this time. My goodness. Um. Okay, a lot of people wanting Wendy Williams to come back for her last tour, one last show. I definitely think they should give one Wendy one last episode. <clears throat> I'm hearing. People were saying Wendy's going to the podcast. And some people were saying Wendy did sound healthy last week on that last interview. I didn't think she did, but, hey, maybe I misinterpreted the interview, okay? But she looked like old Wendy and stuff, but it was just her not answering some questions and being very vague surrounding some of the questions Joe was asking her. So, I mean, I mean, what was it? What was she was fit that Joe? Yeah, so it was kind of crazy in that way. But um, that's it. Uh, Courtney and Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, I think, got married today. Okay, that's interesting. Um, uh let's see, what else do we need to talk about? There's one more thing I had to talk with you guys. Let's see. Um did i put it
3: up. Mm-hmm. Okay, they did,
1: did cancel season two of Our Kind of People. I am not disappointed. I didn't like Our Kind of People. I think it could have been better uh, written, okay? Uh, the Just the dialogue was bad, okay? That's just my personal opinion. So if you're Our Kind of People fan, it was canceled for season two. Uh, Naomi Judd, I mean, Ashley Judd this week talked about the death of her mother. Very sad. Uh, Ashley, Judd's, Ashley Judd's mother reveals Naomi Judd died from a self-inflicted firearm wound. Actress, and this is according to uh, com. it uh, says, actress Ashley Judd uh, welcome Diane Sawyer and Good Morning America into her home to reveal some unsettling news about her mother named Judd's suicide. In video interviews that aired on ABC's news show Thursday, Judd said her specific cause of death was a firearm wound. Uh, Judd prefaced that while it would normally be too soon after Naomi's death to conduct such an interview, the family did more details to become part of the gossip economy, whether through the autopsy or the exact manner of the death. The actress said her sister, Wyonna Judd, and father Mary Strickland deputized her to disclose the information. I'm tasking a seemingly different task in disclosing the manner of, my, of the way my mother chose to con- not to continue life. As T.I. Judd said, I thought about it so much because once I say it, it cannot be unsaid. And so because we don't want it to be a part of the gossip economy, I will share with you that she used a weapon, mother used a firearm. She concluded. so that piece of information that we are very uncomfortable sharing, but understand that we're in a position that if we don't say it, someone else is going to. Naomi Judd, the Grammy-winning music legend, died April 30th at 8:76. Her daughter, Ashley and Wyonna, released a joint statement saying they lost their mother to the disease of mental illness. Um. My mother knew she was seen, and she heard her a She heard in her anguish, and that she. My mother knew that she was seen, and she was heard in her anguish, and that she was walked home. Just said, when we're talking about mental illness, it's very important to be clear to make it. And and. Um, it's very. Uh, let's see what she says. And to make a distinction between our loved ones and the disease, it's very real and it lies. It's very real and it lies. It's savage that my mother or our mother couldn't hang on it because she was inducted to the Hall of Fame by her peers. That is the level of catastrophe that was going on inside of her. <clears throat> the barrier between uh, the regard in which, she held her, in which they held her couldn't penetrate into her heart. Judd continued in her interview with Soria and said that, and, and the lie that the disease told her, was so convincing, convincing Uh the lie continued was that you're not enough and that you're not loved, you're not worthy. Her brain hurt. It physically hurt. Uh, it was a very interesting interview. I said my piece last, uh, last week regarding suicide, and sometimes it's the brain hurting, and sometimes it's us being into self. So far deep into self, high-functioning depression and selfishness. And sometimes, as a people, we have to get out of it. I had about this week where I was going, I was thinking some crazy stuff. <laughs> I was, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, because I was getting in the self. And I was like, oh, man, can I do this? Or is that you just do this? And I had to say, you know what? Shit, you ain't perfect. Shit, you ain't going to do everything right in this world. You do, you got some shit. You, you got some. It's, 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 part of being in this world is going through chain, a journey. And, and, and knowing at times you're going to be the good guy, at times you're going to be the bad guy. At times you're going to be the great guy, sometimes you're not. You know what I'm saying? But the most thing about this beautiful life is to stay on a high frequency of love for yourself and others and not be so hard on self. And don't let that that depression demon come talk to you and get you out here thinking that you got to be perfect because you're not going to be perfect. Everything ain't going to be perfect in the world. Even when you're looking at perfect people and perfect things and stuff like that, you got to realize they ain't perfect too. Okay. Part of the journey of life is learning it's for us to learn how to become better people and to walk on this journey and have these experiences and these things until we meet our Creator again. But God puts us here in my personal belief to have these experiences that help us learn and evolve into our highest human state until God is ready to receive us back in our natural form without you know, out of the body. And our spirit uh, goes to God, and, and, and we're given a new definition of life. Okay, but I think this journey here of life is for evolution, and I, you know, I uh, think that we have to remember that, and it, with that comes the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, all in between. Okay, so prayers for her family, prayers for the loved ones, the loved ones that have been left behind, that they mental illness. Is, uh, put intact and stays intact, and, you know, after everything they've been through, okay? Uh, let's see, next, what do we want to end? I think I'm going to end the show with, uh, what was it? Okay. Uh, Chaney James tattoos Kanye's name on her. Okay, she's just as crazy as Pete Davidson. It's too soon to be tattooing somebody's damn name on your body. You ain't barely know his ass and you already tattooing and t- shit. I mean, what kind of, first of all, I wouldn't tattoo nobody's name on my body except Jesus or something. Because, You know, listen, I, you know, that's just, it's just crazy. I just would not. I just think that's I don't know. You know, maybe I can see a symbolism between you and your significant other. Maybe I get tattoos or like or something like that. Tattoos of somebody's damn name. This is crazy. And she ain't even known him that long. What the fuck is going on around here? Young girl, she's she's really trying. She's really trying to work that. Get that check. <laughs> oh my goodness! And last but uh, not least, it says uh, Daisy to lead Rock Nation social justice teacher Charlemagne the guy. Tamika Mallory and more, according to OKPlayer.com, it says uh, Jay Z and his label Rock Nation putting their social justice pursuits into action on Wednesday. It was announced that Rock Nation is planning systematic racism and policy issue in America during a summit that will tell New York City uh, will be held in New York City on July the 23rd, assembled by Team Rock, the United Justice Coalition will host the Niagara Social Justice Convention. Oh Lord. Headliners of the summit include Charlemagne the God, Ben Crump, Dan Jones, Selika Mallory, Michael Eric Dyson all Democratic operatives, like I said, out here in these on these corners for these for them pimps, the Democrats. All the hoes will be at the Jay conference. Okay, That's all I got to say. I think we don't still be pimping we we trying to turn trick Democrat tricks under the skies of black empowerment. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it is what it is, okay? Y'all, listen, I have had, um, in spite of everything going on this week, it's a blessing. Isn't it just a blessing that you get to wake up this morning and, be, you know, you get to breathe and you get another day at life? Think about that this week as you're going into your week, as you're going into Monday. Think about the beautiful blessing of life, no matter what's going on in your life. Thank God that you get another day to get it right. Think that something? You get another day to get it right, okay? What a beautiful blessing. Try to think of something if you're feeling down and out, something to have gratitude about, something to um, just love on yourself with. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's it. I think that's what I want to end it with you y'all day, just on that positive note. And, again, prayers for the families who have lost loved ones over this weekend, this crazy, tragic weekend. Um, Just prayers, okay? Y'all, listen, have a beautiful rest of your weekend. I'm getting off about 15 minutes early, I think. Let's end it tonight with, I don't know. What should I end it with? I think I thought I had it, you know. Let's end it with one of my favorite songs. Uh see, I thought I had a Janet song. Do I have a Janet song? No.
3: Let's see. Okay. I
1: don't wanna end it with that one. I don't wanna do better days. Okay, so I don't have my Janet song, so we'll end it with a fun, happy, upbeat song today. So I'm gonna try to go into our week, uh, thinking great things and being uh Well, it's not a sad song. Best Day is not a sad song. It's actually an inspiring song. But I want you guys to go. Let's go in with something a little bit upbeat. Let's uh, leave out with – oh, dang. I can't find anything. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Let's leave out with – I want it to be more smooth than this. I really did. I'm sorry, y'all. It's not coming out more smooth. But uh, let's see that with Karen White, one of my favorites. I love the song Facts of Love with Jeff Alover. I'm out, you guys. Remember, you can hit me up on Twitter at Carlotta72 and C. Shows. Those are two different accounts. You can follow me on that. I'm mostly on the C. Show. Side. You can also hit me up on the Colorado Out Facebook page, okay? And make sure you like it and follow the page. Also, you can hit me up on uh, Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy, okay? You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. I'm out. I may not be on for a minute, but, you know, you guys enjoy the archive shows, okay? Definitely be that. all right? I'm out. See y'all. Facts of love. Karen White. I'm out. Bye. Thank okay. you.